please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, indeed. Yes, welcome to the program episode. Boy, once again, didn't do any research on this. 2609? Yep. 2609. Welcome to the program. Day, what are we at? 40 something of the quarantine uh, that we're living in, right? Or uh, as I call it, the pantsless month. Uh, I don't think I put on a real pair of pants. Uh, I can't remember the last time I put pants on. I, I honestly don't. It's, uh, <laughs> Would you call this a, pa- last- a pantsdemic, Jimmy? I call the pandemic the pantsdemic, the pantsemic. I uh, don't that right now. Do not, do yeah, not the, encourage me, uh, Elliot. That is that is a dad joke from hell that I am ashamed of. <laughs> disagree. I think it's a, a terrific piece of business. You should be proud of it. In fact, it should get you back on Twitter. That's your opening new tweet. <laughs> Let's get you back out there. Let's get you back on the saddle with pandemic. <laughs> uh, but I will say this uh, on the pants thing. The last time I even when we went in, we did the uh, the Matt Bronger, Andrea Savage. Was that on the same day or were those two weeks in a row? No, I think that was the same day. That's right. Oh, no, no. It was Bronger and Holmes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, um, the next two, which was Andrea Savage and whoever. I apologize to that person for not remember who we recorded that day. Oh, Tony Thaxton. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even both those those days, I did not wear pants. I wore a. You know, a Mack Weldon uh, lounge pant or something comfortable. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously over the weekend here, it's been uh, in Los Angeles. We have what they call a heat wave. And uh, so short pants. I'm still wearing a short pant today as it still is very warm out there. Uh, but luckily, the beaches are closed. But that doesn't seem to stop anybody down in Newport Beach. Uh, still hundreds of people. Let me ask you guys a question, though. Mm. All right. I'm asking a question here. Um uh, and this is on on topic, yet not on topic, but yet it applies to what I'm talking about. I just had a thermos full of bleach. Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a short episode. Uh, what's that? This is going to be a short episode. It's uh, it's not going to be a long one. I tell you that. But I tell you what, uh, Garen knows this because he said you too. He's also had some. Boy, that goes down smooth. That is a smooth oh, <laughs> beverage. That is, uh, boy, you, you, you cut that with a little bit of bourbon. And by the way, if you're going to go bleach, even a guy like me, 20 years sober, you got to throw some bourbon in there, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if I ever have had bourbon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, ever had bourbon in my life. Maybe I had a shot of bourbon once because some guy at a club said, I want to buy you a shot. And I was a drunk. and went, you got it, pal. We'll be friends for a minute. Um, <laughs> let's uh, and put your arm around me awkwardly and tell me how much you love my show and buy me a shot and force it down my gullet. And then uh, I, I will count the seconds till you walk away. <laughs> Uh, and hope a lady will speak to me. These are my sober, my single sober uh, drunk days, not my. Uh, now, listen. So here's the actual question. So I know people are up in arms and people going to the beach. I get that. And I'm not. Uh, I'm also one of those people. But here's my thought. If you are going to the beach and you are staying, if everybody's staying minimum six feet, let's hope everybody stays 10 feet away and you just lay on your fucking towel and you're 10 feet away from somebody, you walk into the ocean, maybe you, you cool off, you come back to your thing, you avoid, again, you do the same common sense stuff. 
Mm-hmm. What? How is that any different than walking around your neighborhood? I'm just, I'm again making mm-hmm. conversation. Not, not uh, as the as the most pedantic of us. Uh, not conceptually, logically, I it, it it's not that worse. The only thing I would wonder is if you're by the ocean, mm-hmm. you're more likely to have breezes. There'll be breeze, yeah. And so if you are, let's assume that there is a person who is not infected, who is up upwind. Downwind, upwind, whatever the right upwind downwind. of where you will be. Yes. Yeah, and you, you. Let's say you had it, you didn't know it, but you still can infect somebody. Yeah. Um, I would think that is more likely to infect that person than walking on the street between buildings and stuff. But there's wind between buildings too. You just don't know which direction it's going. Well, I'll tell you this: there's, uh, and it's a human being. The wind beneath my wings. Oh. And I will not tell you who that person is, but I will tell you that they are there and they do have the COVID. So it is. <laughs> It is a rough time, man. It is a rough. We have not taken flight in a while, but uh, they're there under the wing. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, coughing up a storm. And they are hero, which, you know, is important as well. Of course. The person didn't even know it. I had to tell them. So that must mean they they're they work in uh, the they're a nurse or a doctor or I do in the food service industry or. Hey, I will tell you this. Speaking of that, there was there's that video. And and I know it happens almost every day. But when the. uh, the one that got me was the uh, the the collection of nurses and doctors from out of state mm. who were walking out of the New York hospital. It was their last day there and they were walking out, getting on the bus and the policemen and everybody were lined up applauding them as they were walking. And I mean, we're getting a little emotional right now thinking about it. It was, boy, if you have not seen that clip, it's worth seeing because it really is like, you know, we, we throw around the word hero a lot and we certainly do on this show because I'm everybody's. Um, <laughs> but... Um, it was boy it was moving it was really just a and i to be a, a to honestly be a dumb uh, galoot from the south side of chicago when you just see these just even the policemen you know tearing up and clapping it just uh, you know it uh, it just was it's moving and it shows that we can in my i'm not on a soapbox here i'm just talking that we can there are times where we can all come together as human beings it doesn't matter what political side you're on and again, I don't understand how this is political at all. We should all be on the same side with this. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was very moving, and you should see that. And then also go look at the uh, the shark cam from the Monterey Aquarium because that'll uh, that's also wonderful. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you guys done that yet? The uh, no. shark cam? No. Mm-mm. It is. Uh, you you think you'll go? Okay, great. And then seven minutes later, you're still watching it uh, because it's like it, it's literally uh, you know zen like in that you just just it's just calming to watch the the fish and the sharks swim around and uh the only thing that's jarring is every now and then it'll zoom in and then zoom out and it's not a smooth zoom it goes from <laughs> a to b and a boom boom uh but then there's also the otter cam you can look at the otter you got oh, the penguin uh the penguin cam uh which is fun so uh so i did that over the weekend that was my uh saturday <laughs> Uh, but quickly back to the beach. Uh, point, oh God, I was just making conversation. I, I would never go to the beach. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think that any sort of a crowd is a mistake. Well, I think uh, I think but, that's the premise. Like what you're saying is true. If everybody stays apart, it's fine. But when you open a public beach, it's like opening a public park that's very popular. You can't you're, you're sending the wrong message, basically, by saying, hey, here's a place where humans congregate. Go for it. Like yeah. it, it's 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 possible to be safe, but it's not a good idea. 
Well, no one's going to be wearing their masks at the beach. Right. You got you know? that right. You don't they're want not that, supposed that's to be, bad tan line. <laughs> right? They're not supposed to be sitting down, although police have said they're, if, they, if you come there with family, they're not going to bother you. Sit down, enjoy the beach. If you have kids, we're not going to make you run around with your kids. I'm like, oh, that's so you, the wait, stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, so you're suggesting, I hear what you're saying, that uh, like if, if the four of us went there and we just w- went there for a walk, that's allowed because that's a passive activity. Yeah, you're not supposed to be sitting down sunbathing and whatever the cops are not uh, yeah the cops aren't enforcing that especially if you have families also i'm not 100 percent convinced that this, this sounds conspiracy theorish but this social distancing thing it's not it doesn't work it's when you sneeze or cough it goes further than six feet that doesn't well, that doesn't but, help but, that's just but, stuff but, to make people feel better six feet is better than two feet though i, I think you would agree there well, is you that, saw all those people they are not six feet apart on those right. beaches they're yeah, not they no. just, uh, but that's not a conspiracy that's a, that's an actual fact you well, see no, that's true photograph but. uh but if you see <laughs> that image that the cdc put out of you know if you're you know two feet away you know versus four versus six versus just stay in your home it could you know you're getting farther away from somebody sneezing or you know uh, dropping a droplet on you and again i cannot stand the word droplet and i can't believe I had to say it <laughs> well jimmy a cough can travel as fast as 50 miles an hour and expel almost 3,000 droplets so a you're sneeze, really trying to get on jimmy's good side there with all the droplet talk a sneeze can travel up to 100 miles per hour and create upwards of a hundred thousand droplets. But, all right, but but you have to think about the load. You know, if you're outside, if you're moving, the 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 odds Wind of resistance. yeah, everything happening. If you're yes, if you're in a if you're in an enclosed room and somebody coughs or sneezes seven feet from you, that's probably not great. Uh, it, it you could be okay or you could not be okay. But uh, outdoors with with wind and movement, you know, whatever you're doing. If you're on a walk, I think the the premise is that six feet gives you enough of a a buffer to not be uh, in realistic danger of getting anything. Yeah, I I don't buy that, and that's why I don't leave the house. (laughs) And that's your choice. Stay locked in, Garen. Why don't you just join QAnon and be done with it? (laughs) They're too crazy for me. Yeah, no, but you're, you're getting close, there, man. brother. You're, you're getting, getting closer. Because I don't think six feet is far enough away. Absolutely I, not. I will bring the scroll of your conspiracy theories out. If you'd like me to. <laughs> this is just I'm just adding to the list of things that uh, you feel are. Uh, I am in, pretty crazy. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt. The, the only difference between you and where you're from is that you're not there anymore. That's the only. You'd well, the good news a, is not leaving us with a gun right now, brother. The no good way. news is I'm not leaving his apartment is definitely going to help his mental health. <laughs> yeah, right. That Yeah, they st- staying indoors watching old movies is certainly going to uh, get you out of it. What do Let you, uh, me tell you, guys, though, I, my anxiety levels have been way down. Like, I've stopped oh. gnawing on my fingers, believe it or not. Yeah, because you put black so, fingernail polish on I don't know what them. caused that, but... <laughs> well, I, I'm going to quote Matt, uh, you, the black fingernail polish. I think that's what slowed that down. Yeah. Well, you don't want to get lead poisoning. There's no question that you use <laughs> that lead might, paint. That might be contributing. That might be contributing. But I, I, I'm with you, though, Garen. I mean, that's the truth. If you just stay inside, there's really no reason to be anxious. Yeah. Other that's, than that's, when will this end? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just bizarre to me. Anyway, I, I, my but, family but, and I had a great time at the beach today. The cops <laughs> left us alone. It was fantastic. I don't need you bringing me down. Brought you a chair. Told you have a seat. Right. Hey, take it. You're running around take too much, off. sir. Take it. Relax. <laughs> Can I, I'll just let me just just for the sake of uh, my friend Garen's health. It is exercise is important, and yeah. the sunlight gives you vitamin D, which is good for your immune system. So, hundred uh, percent. Well, that's that, why I walk the dogs. 
Yeah. So you do go. You're, you're oh yeah. You're, you're you're leaving the house. You said you don't leave the house. You, you but I don't. I don't. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. No. I, but I think I've gone to Target twice this entire time. And yeah. That's that's that, it. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah, you're doing it right, man. You're you're you're, you're the best. You win. Matt sent him over one of the trophies from the studio there. All right, great. Uh, that makes, thank you guys so much. Oh, you're as welcome. Long as, as long as I'm winning, like my hero, Mr. Sheen. I'm gonna give you this I'm chip. Happy. This is for you, baby. Uh, <laughs> why do I, why why do why do I lose a chip? It's one of Jimmy's. Yeah. Uh, I was just the one that was within my grasp. Sorry, it's but you yeah, get, he has a lot of Jimmy chips. Jim. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually no. took that one from his. I've been robbing all of you during this time oh. because no oh. one's in here except me. Oh, how nice of you. I've been moving uh. the chips around <laughs> meticulously. Uh, hey, before we, now, so Matt, I want to talk about something before we move on. Before uh, we uh, we don't. Yeah. Uh, talk. Uh, now, I saw that obviously uh, your young boy, Charlie, turned eight years old this week. Oh, yep. oh happy birthday, Charlie. Uh, very exciting for Charlie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we Cheer had up, the opportunity Charlie. to spend some time with Charlie on Saturday night. Uh, we played uh, some drawful, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Families did that uh, over the World Wide Web. We zoomed in. That was fun. But uh, I saw your wife. And I like this idea. We've done, we've done this a couple of times where we've gotten in our car and we've gone over to a friend of Oliver's where you just, you know, you drive past, you toot your horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like to do, um, and I don't know if anybody else enjoys this, I like to go by about seven times and each time act as if it's the first time and <laughs> it makes me laugh. I don't know why, but it just, uh, hey, let's go around again. And we honk, you wave, you keep moving. Uh, <laughs> and I saw that yeah, you guys did that for Charlie, Matt. Yeah. And uh, you had a, uh, it sounds like maybe you had a special guest stop by during the middle of that parade. <laughs> it was actually right at the very end. We. Uh, oh, yeah. It was the Grand Marshal? It, it was the finale. Yeah. this It was kind it was of. Santa Claus at Macy's? Crazy timing. Yeah. It really was like as if we had planned it, but not that Charlie would have cared. But what happened was, uh, like you said, we, yeah, like we, we sort of told everybody, come by. We're going we're gonna to be sitting outside around, you know, starting at noon. You can <gasps> zoom by. Uh, and it was really nice. He got to see a lot, some teachers and a lot of friends and we got to talk to some people uh, from a distance for a while, which was nice for us. Uh, but we thought, I thought it would be over in 20 minutes, but we were out there cause people kind of kept trickling by and people were sending messages to Elise saying, Hey, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be there in 10 minutes or whatever. So we just kind of hung out. So we were there for two hours and then like right around two, the last person that we knew was coming came by. And while we were talking to her, um, it was Charlie's kindergarten teacher, actually, who is the greatest teacher of all time and uh, still very much uh, very thoughtful about all of her kids. She basically she has like a permanent happy birthday sign on her car and she just goes from house to house <laughs> every day. <laughs> just who's got a birthday? I'm going to hit this spot and that spot. So she was she was in her car. talking. We were talking to her and um, uh, at the end of our street, we could see the, an old vintage uh open top roadster from probably the twenties or thirties. I don't, I don't know uh, old uh, obscure cars that well, but I saw it coming and I was like, you know what? I know who that is. So I turned my phone video thing on and uh, just, this is, he didn't do it on purpose. Just coincidentally, Jay Leno, drove by and saw us and so he stopped and was like whose birthday is it and we were like it's his how old are you oh i'm eight Ah, happy birthday (laughs) and and he gave the best honestly the best part of the whole thing was he gave the honk and it really did go auga (laughs) like literal (laughs) he has an actual auga car horn on this old car uh and and so i got that on video which was to me uh 
uh, the, the, like the perfect topper. So that was it. That was the end of the party. We were like, all right, Jay Leno has said happy birthday to <laughs> Jay Leno closed up shop. Party's I think over. it's awesome. What I did not care for is that he's in a convertible jalopy, no mask on him or the driver. Yeah. Like, let's get some masks on, Jay. I mean, I can't imagine the size of that fucking mask, by the way, to cover that. Yeah. Well, he, his... he was driving because it's, it's got a British, uh, oh, it's on, it's British. Right, right side steering wheel, but there was a friend of his was with him. A friend who's uh, much closer than six feet. Right. And presumably does not live with him, but who knows? Maybe maybe he has a live-in sure mechanic. Don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, Jay Leno probably has access to uh, testing technology that we don't. But does yeah, he? But does he test rich everyone? People he are not in? immune to this. My buddy Tom Hanks got it. Well, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't know at that point. the 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 wealthy person uh, phone tree hadn't quite kicked in yet. Well, uh, so you think he? Uh, you think Jay got tested for the vid? I, well, he might have gotten tested, but I'm sure that he could get uh, anybody who he had any concern with tested. So you think he had his friend tested as well oh, I see. before going near him? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going Garen on this. <laughs> I don't know. I, it did. It did a slightly smack of the uh, sort of uh, cavalier attitude of a of a multimillionaire who doesn't think uh, the rules apply to him a little bit. <laughs> you know what? That was my first thought when I saw it, and then I was like, "Oh, here's a rich guy. Doesn't think he's going to get it." But the fact that Tom Hanks. Got it. it. Should should squelch all of that. It's like yeah. Uh, but I understand to Daly's point. I do understand that that was pre, you know before we knew what was really happening. That uh, the, I, I'm going to trust in the same way that you, the three of us were in a room together because we trusted that each of us had been doing the right thing. That he's that this guy has been isolating and Jay's been isolating and they feel okay being in the same room or in the same. But car. Again, you're in a convertible going past a kid's birthday party maybe that uh and as we know people do like to spit at convertibles at birthday parties (laughs) and i just and garen just told me that a sneeze can go 100 miles an hour and i know that jalopy's not gonna move that fast so yeah luckily he was at least 20 feet from us like he was on the far side of the street so yeah, I got that happy birthday, Charlie. There, there, boy. Yeah, you scared to Willie Walker. You know that? Yeah, we know it, Jay. Yeah, but okay, showbiz people. Good to see you. I, it's weird because I've I've seen him enough times that it's like I feel like we should I should introduce myself at some point, <laughs> and, and like with the kids too. Like the kids have actually sat in a different one of his open top jalopies. <laughs> so right, like because uh, we saw him, uh, like the car was parked, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, you want to sit down?" So like. At this point, it's like, you know, these kids, right? Like you, you want to be the godfather to them or something? I don't know. Like, is there anything? Uh, so we, should we, should we formalize this relationship? Because we keep bumping into him. Let's not forget that that man cost me money when I, we I all lost our jobs in uh, 2010. And then uh, when I was on in 20, uh, 2002 and bombed miserably, he didn't bond with me as a comedian. He wouldn't make fucking eye contact with me. So you want to be friends with this guy? You're on your own. I just thought if just you know, know where your fucking bread is buttered. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like he has so many of those old cars. If if there's any way that I can inherit one of them, or if Charlie can inherit one of them, or Zoe can inherit one of them, then uh, that's got to think about your kids, Matt. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's more important to me than whatever you were talking about. <laughs> our, our, our our friendship. That's more important than our friendship. Our uh, business relationship. If, if, if that's what you were talking about earlier, yeah, I wasn't really listening, but yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I was just thinking about those sweet cars. I mean, they got to be worth uh, in total millions. What do you oh, think? The, exactly. What do you think the one is worth? Like that thing that he drove by in your? Uh, I have no idea. I wish I actually. Thousand? I don't. Easy. I don't Seventy thousand. I don't know what it is. It's was it pretty? Was it pretty or utilitarian looking? Utilitarian, in my opinion. 
it, the best to me the best way to describe it is if you know the the story the wind in the willows when uh, okay. mr toad goes uh, riding through the countryside in an old uh ro- it's an old british roadster it's like a oh a littler one no no it's gigantic it's it's really really long uh uh but the ca- you know the where you sit is not big but the but it's the the front the, the hood that front part of it is like the size of like an entire real. car yeah is so it more than six feet i want going to be comfortable with that, <laughs> if he sees that car coming at him <laughs> was it gray and red no it's green green jay leno green i i would guess that a vehicle based on your description not knowing what it was mm-hmm. i would think that that's a half a million dollar car is it a buick i wonder 1948 buick no it's Might definitely british buick, yeah it's british I can, I can promise you not just because of the steering wheel but mate <laughs> he is driving he was driving on the uh like as matt said on the uh the steering wheel's on the right but i also i've seen the unfortunately i tried to look because i've seen this car parked before and the same one and and i thought i had a photograph of the grill which has the name of the it's like a really obscure it's like a, a, a an automaker i don't think i'd ever heard of even um but it's is I, it chevrolet Oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. It had like a it had a cross on the uh, on the, the hood ornament was like a what is do you call that? Has? What do you call that plus sign? I think you call it a Chevrolet. Um, <laughs> the bow tie. Yeah, but it's uh it, yeah it's it's probably from the twenties. Um, that's my guess. I will say that every time I've seen Jay Leno in the last three years, like if I if I'm going through Burbank and I see Jay Leno up on uh he's he's in that car yeah he loves it's, he uh, loves that one i think when i saw that picture when it, when i saw at least post that picture it was like fuck you have a, a, a an airplane hanger full of cars why yeah. are you always in this one yeah i i go, when i was trying to go through my old pictures to find because you, you can like search by location and like the the spot where i always see them part him parked with them i just went to that spot in photos to see if i could find the picture of that car and like it's crazy how many different cars I've seen that he's parked there. Some of them may not be his because uh, this is a spot that other people park too. But um, like fancy. When you say parking, cars. are they going to like make? They're out? making out. Yeah, it's uh, grab ass and yeah. that sort of thing. It's dead man's curve. It's a it's a it's a pull pull off that uh, people like to make out at. But yeah, I, I he's got a crazy like. There's one he, I might have mentioned this before. He has like a a shell oil. Uh, gas truck from the yeah. 40s or something <laughs> it's like a full-on truck that you transport gasoline in the back like a tanker uh which is insane but uh but yeah see i feel like this one i've seen definitely a few times he seems to be real real fan of it yeah, yeah. matt i sent you a picture of it if that's, i don't know if that's the one or not did you text it yeah uh if that is the one matt tell garen yes and then garen can share his screen with everybody oh, it's here. not the same i actually yeah, sent yeah. you guys a text to the link i can't that's the one the same computer that's the one it's a 1918 Model 66 Pierce Arrow. And you can't, can you pull that up, Garen, or not? Uh, I can try on my, because I'm not recording it. Here, I can Wait, do that's it. Wait, that's the one, Matt? Yeah, the Pierce Arrow, yeah. That's, that's got the green with the, it's got the spare tire on the Oh, there the it is, yeah, the Pierce side. Arrow. Pierce Arrow. Oh, okay. It's got two spare tires. It's got a spare tire on each uh, wall. Like in yeah, it's a little chitty-chitty bang-bangy. Yeah, but from the side, here, I'll, I have... I have a picture of it from the side from the other day from Charlie's birthday. It's 1918. You probably just said that. I guess I could have just shown you guys this picture. That would have saved us. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean by two spare tires like that. There's a, there's a tire on each side in front yeah. of the side. The I'm doors. just basing it on that. Vid. Now, that's not the greatest picture because you're going through the camera. And so, is that a 1918? 
<laughs> uh, 18 or 19, yeah. So, yeah. so Garen, you got an estimate on the, the value of that car? 1918 Pierce Arrow. Uh, oh, yeah, put that in. That's, uh, that's exciting to know. I've also well, seen I, him with like a I, Bugatti, you know, which is like a $1.2 million sports right. car. I can tell you that it originally sold $6,000 new in 1918, which yeah. that's a lot that's of money. House. Yeah, for back then. That's crazy. Oh, my God. It, it probably even more than a house, right? Yeah. I don't know what a house cost back then. Jimmy's records tapes only started in 1975. So <laughs> maybe season two, you can the, go back uh, to early 20th century music. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's the new season as I go back. I start uh, back then. Do 1875 to 1895. Uh, no, yeah, Christ. I don't know if people enjoyed uh, the, the years I did. I can't imagine. That was before the phonograph, I think, right? So it wouldn't be wouldn't be easy. Well, I got uh, I got some acetates and I got uh, some, sheet music, uh, bootlegs and such. What was, the, what was the hot sheet music in 1875? Well, I think it was uh, coffee in a cardboard cup, of course. It's very popular. Not, not as far back as you're discussing, of course. Yeah. But uh, huh. uh, uh, apparently a 1933 yes? Pierce Arrow sells for $2 million. Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna say the 18 is worth more than that. Then, so, wow. Probably. But I will, I will say that when you look for Pierce arrows, there's a range, there's a wide range of prices, anywhere from thirty thousand dollars up to the million that Garen's talking about. In I'm guessing that, Jay doesn't have range. the thirty thousand. I'm guessing no, Jay doesn't not. have that. Yeah. No, maybe he drives it every day though. Maybe he does. You know what? That's a good point too. You would you drive a two million dollar car around as often as he does? I, my I suspicion is that it needs to be driven. So for the engine so like i think he so probably drives it once a week every weekend he drives it once or every once don't a month don't you think it also needs to be driven for his ego don't you <laughs> think that plays into it hey everybody look at me i'm driving around when he eats donuts my mom asked me that she's like she's like do you think he uh do you think he drives around because he, he he needs the attention and i was like well the 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 hangar where he keeps the the cars is is next to the Burbank Airport, so it's in the neighborhood, and and he likes to go to this this uh, this shop that where other car enthusiasts park. But the answer is yes, he does it for the attention. There's no, there's no question in my mind. Uh, All right, I, I I I'm sorry, Jimmy. I have a number. I think that's close to accurate. We decided it was a Model 66. Is that accurate? <laughs> And <laughs> that has never been discussed. No, no. But I like the way that you're Pierce saying this, that you got a number as if you're going to p- pass the piece of paper across the desk to us. And yeah. we're gonna be, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be really happy this. with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm showing that uh, that a similar vehicle from that time range was three hundred thousand dollars. That seem, I think it's the same model. You know what? That that that, uh, that makes sense to me. I could so, see Jay doing that. Well, it's th- also possible that he bought it in disrepair and has been fixing it up for years. Like, who knows? Yeah. He does like that kind of stuff. If you've ever, if you've ever heard him talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a whole show about it. Yeah, it's Jay's garage. From 1910 through 1918, there were 1,250 examples of the Model 66 produced. It is believed that around 14 have survived in modern times, and only seven are the Model 66 A4 series. So Jay's got the A4. Has but. Uh, he's probably got 8.5 by 11. <laughs> the A4, you can get that at an Audi dealership. It's not that, you know, it's, it's under, it's 50,000 or something, maybe. Two different ways of dealing with that. <laughs> by the way, that, if I may, for uh, to support Elliot, that's a nice printer joke. That's a nice <laughs> lay your paper down where you need to. Yep. Take your scan, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Canon. <laughs> right. A4, that son of a I bitch. mean, that A4, that does make sense because it's British, so. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I, I would mm-hmm. say that if, if there's only, what did you say, seven of them? 
Yeah, of, maybe it's more. Of the A4. I don't know if that's the actual one that right. it has or not. In any case, if there were only 1,250 made from 1910 to 1918, this thing is insanely valuable, I would guess. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to predict he's got one of those seven. It's, again, it's Jay right. Leno. It's not just some guy who yeah. mortgaged his house to buy a car. It's, uh, yep. you know, this asshole who's going to uh, uh, bring joy to a young child's day. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, uh, now here's a here's a piece of a completely off uh, topic. Here's a uh, nice piece of uh, business for you guys. I went uh, on Friday and I was tested for the antibody uh, oh, for the uh, what? for this thing. What does that mean? Uh, did you see Jay there? <laughs> uh, I did not see Jay there. I uh, I you know be. I, I, I think one time I discussed it on the show, but you know I was in the emergency room those two times in February. Oh yeah, uh, you know the one time, you know, one time for eight hours, another time for twelve hours, mm-hmm. and um, it was during the time where they were not testing uh, unless you were out of the country, right? Like, have you been like COVID? It was it was around coronavirus, but it was, uh, hey, have you been out of the country? And and I showed all of the, you know, uh, what we now know to be the symptoms: the sore throat, the trouble breathing, all of that, and then in addition to you know abdominal pain and what have you, and then. Uh, they kept focusing on the abdominal pain because that's where most of my pain was. And, uh, you know, then they kept on saying, yeah, there's nothing. You got, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's uh, mm. maybe it's epididymitis or whatever. So, which is why I then had to go. And remember I talked about on that. Uh, no, it's a, an episode that's not out yet. Uh, so uh, about the procedure that I had done with my left testicle um, and so on and so forth. Anyway, because I was in the emergency room during that time, they tested me for antibodies to see if I uh, did in fact have it back then or did I get it at all mm-hmm. and uh while the tests apparently are not 100 percent accurate or even the 95 percent or 96 percent they claim to be they're a little less accurate than that uh i tested negative for the antibody mm-hmm. uh which is um uh, in a way kind of a bummer because you kind of want to have a little bit of that in you apparently uh that's where the herd immunity potentially can come from maybe yeah and it's a maybe Every, everything's a roll of the dice you don't know well, yeah, and that's the thing with with all the stuff that we're talking about. Obviously, we are nowhere near experts, but um, but it's we're like all this stuff is mitigation. But the but the issue is there's so much we don't know about what could happen, right. or you know whether the tests work, or all these sorts of things. That that's why we end up you know doing so much. Well, I, I they also suggest that I ram a, a, a UV flashlight up my ass, so I did that. Oh, God. Um, and I don't see any proof that that's helping. But uh, well, you got to mix that with the bleach, right? Yeah, I think it's a combo. Yeah, did it might you be a dip, one dip it in bleach and just... then stick it up your ass? I see. Oh, you dip the ass. flashlight in bleach? Yes. Absolutely, you do. Lube I it up. Haven't been doing it. Lubricates it, it, and it, and it also you know cleans out you, the insides. That does make sense. Also, it would help if it wasn't a, like one of those nightstick flashlights, probably. I, maybe that was an error. You pick whatever flashlight you're comfortable with using. I mean, yeah. I, I like to use the, the cones that they uh, they have at the airport when they're waving the planes in. <laughs> that makes sure. a lot of sense. It's right? got a tapered, like a taper. Exactly. It's perfect. I'm making the mistake because I got one of those ones that uh, you squeeze to power it up. So that one uh, is not uh, <laughs> Oh, it's like a... <laughs> yeah, one of those... <laughs> you know, Once you get it in there... It's, Elliot, it's I'm good. sure I'm sure you have a crate full of those for when uh, you need to get in your bunker <laughs> and you need one of your crank up flashlights. Hey, is there room for Garen in there uh, for the two of you? And you could just uh, die to him sharing conspiracy theories while you <laughs> zoom up your flashlights. <laughs> hey, do you want to want me to open up a meat packet? Want me to uh, want me to uh, uh, do some moon dust or whatever the shit you people call it? <laughs> moon dust. I don't know. Moon food. Whatever the hell that is. Moon food. 
I don't know. I do have I do have some some boxes still of uh, of that um, the Soylent because I I over I over accidentally overbought, and so I have like four boxes maybe or six. How bad does it have to get that you break that stuff out? Well, the the original one, it like if if anybody were to buy Soylent now, it comes all together in one bottle like a human being would want to buy. <laughs> uh, the old one, it, 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 it there's like a bag of the dust that Jimmy was talking about, yeah. and then and then there were these little bottles, and the original one, I don't know about the newer ones, but the original one used fish oil, so it's a little tiny plastic bottle of fish oil. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those little plastic bottles of fish oil are still any good. Oh, yeah, they're 100 percent good. Drink, just drink them straight, man. I don't think that should be Fish consumed. I disagree with Matt. Drink it up. Uh, Is there an expiration I, I would date have on to it? Be, it would have to be like, we know we're not getting any new food for like two weeks or a month after having gone through yeah. all of my canned right. food and my pastas and so forth. It doesn't anyway, have an expiration I was tested for the COVID. And, uh, and congratulations, for I guess. For the antibodies. At least, uh, especially being tested. I'm just putting it right. You know, it, it was... Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, it took, it literally took five minutes. It was nothing. You go in there, they, you know, do what they have to do. And, uh, you know, how, how long before you got the result? 10 minutes. Really that fast. Yeah. The, the wow. antibody one's fast. The COVID right. one is the one that takes a few days. The antibody one, because it's a blood, it's basically a blood test. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, there's all talk that, uh, that this, this batch of testing that's going around is about 78% accurate as opposed to the 96, but you know, whatever, uh, you know, I just wanted to go. They uh, they sent me an email saying you want to come in to do that. I was like, yeah, I do want to do that. Why not? Why yeah. uh, why the shit not? Matt, are, should we take a, a break, Matt? Uh, our guess or, not. Our guest is not here yet. Oh, okay. As far as I can tell, um, no. But uh, uh, it was. So where did you? I would think that that would be anxiety producing to go into a lab or where? Where did you go to do it? Seven Eleven. Bye. Just running a corner here, 7-Eleven. They're selling masks out there. They're selling nice. uh, hand sanitizer. And uh, no, I went to, uh, you know, a, um, a, a a clinic on Venice Boulevard, a, a place that I go to mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis. And uh, not, not, not that regular, but a place that I've been to. And there was one other uh, human being in there. Mm-hmm. And that person was, there was, the truth is, there was one person leaving as I got there and one person arriving as I was leaving. So they have everybody... Mm-hmm. spaced out where you are not uh that's no, good really and, and they bring you into a room immediately like you're not in the waiting room mm-hmm. oh, at all good. like you the, right into the room and uh i did t- i did say to the uh, young ladies behind the desk uh i said ladies i'm 100 percent positive that i'm going to come back with a positive result here so if you guys want to bet money against that now's the time and then when I walked out with my negative result, they're like, did anybody take that bet? Tell me nobody took that bet. <laughs> and uh, I think one woman enjoyed my humor of the, of the three behind the counter. The mm-hmm. doctor did. The doctor was uh, uh, very much enjoyed my I'm sucking on a, uh, a toilet bowl disc uh, to uh, hopefully get rid of it. The, my Clorox <laughs> disc. She enjoyed that joke. Uh, oh, we know your doctor, right? Vinny Boombots. I go to Ben Boombots. Like he sends over an email, you know, Boombots at uh, AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's got Does one he want the, you to give out that email, Jimmy? It seems like he would want to keep that secret. It's I'm good. only mentioning it because it's one of the first emails and uh, he's not updated it and he refuses to. I go, yeah, yeah. come on, doc. You're, you, nobody uses that kind of email anymore. And he's like, Can I love it. Can you still use AOL as an email address? What? I have an AOL email. Yeah. Yeah, that still works? Yeah. Absolutely. It's the one I use for, well, I'm not going to say what I use it for, but. It's it's porn. It just can we, can we guess? <laughs> can we guess? Well, I don't want people trying to fish it for whatever, but it's just 
it's my throwaway porn. one now. I just use for you porn. know mailing lists or whatever. Porn, mm-hmm. right? Q-Anon. Deep, deep state. Mm-hmm. Got uh, it. Yeah. Dark web. Know, prison planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, before we take our break, I want to point out I'm wearing a uh, another Mario DiGiorgio one uh, uh, lemon iced tea. <laughs> what does tea. that say? Oh, that one's great. It says Purell the Earth. Purell the Earth based on the Sherman Williams logo from yeah, way nice. back in the day. And uh, that's one of the great shirts that uh, Mario has for sale. And also... Uh, he is the guy that makes our uh, Never Not Funny uh, premium, uh, the platinum shirts that uh, you can get if you subscribe to the uh, the tier, uh, the uh, plus or the primo, uh, which, of course, I want to point out, we are doing extra episodes each week. We are uh, doing the isolation files where if you are a member of any level of the platinum, you get that extra episode, which is just a, uh, another episode of us having some fun. And then also there's it comes along with some live streaming stuff and, and other stuff. If you take a look at NeverNotFunny.com, you will see all the stuff that that comes with. Uh, so join in. People are having a good time with the isolation files. And um, we do have a live stream coming up. I want to say later on in the week here, right? We have, uh, I guess this week's isolation files is going to be a yeah, live th- stream. Thursday, yeah. So Thursday at, uh, you, so if you are a Primo Plus or Platinum member, uh, look for an email or, and or a tweet coming from Garen. Did we set uh, the time? Th- Can we just say? I don't know if we should set that time just yet. Okay. Because I don't, uh, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll yeah, but, we'll blast but out so an this, email on Wednesday. Well, Wednesday you'll you'll have gotten the email yeah. by now, yeah, saying what true. time it is. But if you haven't, or maybe went to your spam or whatever, look for it if you're listening to this. And uh, anyway, uh, we'll be doing that the live stream uh, version of the isolation files this week. So get on board with Amtrak. Get something about a train that's magic. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Ben Schwartz is joining us. Haven't seen Ben in a while. Uh, yeah. It's going to be nice to have Ben join us from whatever uh, beautiful home. His uh, many, many movie appearances have gotten him since the last time we uh, saw him when he was just a guy at the UCB who was doing okay. Uh, so uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Matt, the holidays are right around the corner. You know that. You know how a calendar works. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow, my brother. Are you looking for a way to stay connected with the loved ones during the holidays? Absolutely. Uh, well, let me tell you something. The holidays, certainly during the social distance, can be lonelier than ever, Matt. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, some folks are dealing with that with uh, by using Skylight. Skylight is the perfect gift to connect you with your loved ones during this lonely, sad, socially distant holiday season. Uh, this is a gift that will make your mom, your dad, your grandmother, etc., Feel like he or she is right there with you during the holidays. Now, listen, uh, I'm not going to see my family this ho- uh, holiday. You, you're you are not. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's a, it's a, everyone's going through this now. It's like, how do you uh, how do you see your loved ones that if you don't live in the same house as them or maybe the same state? In my case, yeah. well, and, and in our case, so we've spent the last couple of Christmas Eves together, and uh, yeah. That's not going to be happening. Charlie is, uh, he's already talked about that white elephant thing. He's bummed out about it not happening. We have tried to figure out a way to maybe figure out a way to do that virtually. And uh, we are trying to figure that out. Oh, that'd be fun. Because it would be fun to still figure out a way to (laughs) get gifts and stuff to everybody. And everybody's on a Zoom and Mm -hmm. does it. Or maybe you use your skylight frame. Once you take the photographs and then you send that over. Uh, now, listen, let me walk you through what Skylight Frame is. It is a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. A great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. It sets up effortless, effortlessly. 
uh, which is easier to do than me say, apparently. <laughs> it's, 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 it's easier than saying the word effortlessly. That's how easy it is. Sending. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to they're doubling down on effortlessly. Uh, <laughs> it sets up in just 60 seconds. Uh, just plug it in. Use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and you enjoy it. Uh, sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family could just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they will pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and family in touch. Now listen, it has a black frame with a white mat, so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your to any home. Mm-hmm. Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen. Uh, you can swipe through your photos with a finger or even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. So, Matt, if you send me a photo, I can uh, tap on something and let you know that I uh, liked the photo. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Uh, now, listen, Skylight Frame has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like your Skylight, they will offer you a full refund. Uh, and you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. Import pictures of you and your uh significant other whatever you, or maybe uh, in my case maybe i get this for my father yep and uh i would preload it with a photograph of me and danielle and oliver right uh, maybe with him and his wife donna uh from when they came out to visit hey here's a photo that you don't have Great and now idea. you do yeah that's that's a that's the perfect use of this thing it's kind of like sometimes we will take the kids uh school pictures you know they get pictures taken at school and then we put those in a frame and send them to our parents for christmas well there are no school pictures this year because there's no school uh not, right. not in person at least so the solution obvious solution would be just get the skylight frame and then we can send whatever picture of the of the kids that we want to it well let me tell you something the customers love this thing uh, in fact one facebook review said this matt this is such an isolating time as we are just trying to keep my, my grandma safe and healthy but this gives her a little glimpse of us every day and then when we talk on the phone she can talk to the boys about the pictures we sent love it see that so it's also giving you something to talk to your uh, to the grandparents about because sometimes that could be a bit of a slog that is worth its no. weight in gold right there yeah <laughs> uh, not not in my son's case of course because he doesn't stop talking but uh, <laughs> uh but yes. other families i could see lots this being kids, helpful lots of kids have trouble they get they get stage fright on the uh the conference call or the right the, the facetime call whatever the zoom whatever they're using i do know that when my mom or dad would say hey you got to call your grandparents i know i know that i went kicking and streaming because it's like i don't know what to talk to them about yeah. i don't know what to talk to them about they're 150 years older than me i don't we have nothing in common <laughs> right uh, my grandfather, by the way, his uh, his famous line, and if you ask any of my cousins this, they, they would say, hey, what did Grandpa Pardo uh, ask you every time you saw him? How's the car running, kid? <laughs> that that was his go-to for conversation. Huh. Uh, now it would be, uh, hey, the skylight frame is great. I saw a picture of the car. How's that running? So see, it would, get, it would eventually get there. Right. Uh, um, now, listen, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O. That is right. You get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame uh, just by going to skylightframe.com. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. And then enter the promo code PARDO and you will get $10 off your skylight frame. Skylight frame! A better way to send a picture. Matt, Fiber Monday is uh, almost upon us. Do you mean Cyber Monday? I mean Fiber Monday because this is the year you invest in your butthole. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm listening. Well, hello. What's that? I'm listening. Well, Hello Tushy has the best deals for your butt this year. Don't get stuck with post-Turkey Day disaster. Protect your pipes with a Hello Tushy bidet. Yeah. 
Now, we, uh, we, now you have a Hello Tushy Bidet, and we also have a Hello Tushy Bidet. I do, bidet. and we, we talked about it on another ad that we don't like the word bidet, so we're, I'm, I decided to call them ass blasters. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Tushy Corporate has signed off on that, but I will personally be calling them ass blasters, or just the Hello Tushy ass blaster. Well, they have not told us not to call it that, so... Uh, I'm going to wait until they specifically say stop saying that because they're actually bidets, but uh, bidet just sounds pretentious and, and French, and I don't like it. Sing for bidet. That's a stick song. Um, they one sing, sing bidet. For, one buck. One more bidet. I can't even do it. Uh, I I think you. I think we should get Weird Al on the phone, and we just do a gazillion parodies. Where the the word uh, eight bidets a week. We just change. Yeah. Do all, all days to bidet. All bidet parody songs album. That's a good idea. I love the idea. Now listen, hello Tushy. We'll cut your toilet paper by eighty percent, so it pays for itself, and how much TP it saves you. Uh, that's because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Hello Tushy is your new hands-free butt buddy. Hello Tushy uh, Ass Blasters. Their attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butt guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So stop wiping your butt and start washing and join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Hello Tushy is the perfect gift for the whole a days. I, I, they, I know we're, we've they been love joking. They're fun with words. What's they, that, Matt? They do. They, they love it. But I, I was going to say we've been jo- we were joking around. But I I do want to say it's kind of embarrassing. But I will say I look forward to going to the bathroom now that I have this thing. It's it is so it's it's like I I love the just the technology involved. It's very simple, but it's very effective, and it just makes me. It just feels good. I mean, it's not, not like if I, it feels good physically, but also like emotionally feels good to be cleaning my butt the right way and doing a cl- complete cleanup job instead of uh, I just I think back to my old self and I think, what what were you doing, man? Well, you were a caveman. You're an animal. Yeah, basically. Right. This is uh, well, you know what? This is not unlike the caveman uh, dipping his ass in a stream. <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, what, what do you what want? Do you want a pile of leaves or do you want the, the waterfall? I want the waterfall to, to wipe me down. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I've talked about this on Never Not Funny with uh, certain medications for my back. I uh, end up getting a little constipated. Uh, and then recently, uh, I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I get to use the hello tushy. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say you look forward to using it. Yeah. Uh, here's how the Never Not Funny fan and listener. Uh, you don't even have to be a fan uh, to, to, to get this. You just have to be a listener. A grudging listener of Never Not Funny. Uh, you will get 20% off. Hey, that's a great uh, discount. Plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash pardo. This Fiber Monday deal is Hello Tushy's best offer. And even though you might have a butt that doesn't quit, this deal's only good for one day on Fiber Monday. So go now to hellotushy.com slash pardo for 20% off and free shipping. hellotushy.com slash pardo. Look, whatever you call it, rump, rear, arse, fanny, bum, tush, tushy, tookus, hiney, butt, caboose, here comes Charlie, keister. <laughs> no matter what you call it this Fiber Monday, wash it off with a hello, tushy, bidet. Hello, tushy. Matt just sang its praises. I sang its praises. Hello, tushy.com slash pardo. Get 20% off on Fiber Monday. Hello, tushy. Better way to clean that can. Hey, everybody, indeed. Welcome back to the program, episode 2609. Now, listen, this is exciting. As I said before the break, this guy hasn't been with us in a while. He's uh, the last time he was with us. He was a young kid, maybe even just taking classes at the UCB, struggling, (laughs) right? Basically living in a tent uh, outside of Middleditch's house. But now he's gone on to be in movies. Even his voice 
in that Sonic movie that my family and I enjoyed. Um, uh, our buddy Ben Schwartz is back. Hi, Ben. Hey, and thanks so much, Jimmy, for sending me a text after you saw Sonic telling me you enjoyed it. Uh, that would have meant a lot if you did that. So thank you for never <laughs> doing it and for only telling me right now in front of a lot of people. Did I not do that? No, Jimmy, you didn't. I think the last, the only text you give me is, hey, man, can you do the show? We need you this time. I think that's the last one I got before this. So I really appreciate it. Uh, you know what? Let me, uh, you know, first of all, uh, I got the feeling the last time we spoke that maybe you were a little tired of me. So I... Uh, <laughs> I may have thought that maybe I was uh, maybe uh, 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 no. You can scroll like you scrolling, baby. I know you're looking for it, baby, but it's not there, baby. No, no, I know it's not there. <laughs> I, I, I'm acknowledging it's not there, but I think it's because I truly thought like I was maybe uh, oh oh uh, taking advantage of my texting communication with Ben Schwartz. You become Jimmy. a big star. You Jimmy. become a big star. You're hanging out with Billy Crystal. You don't have time for me anymore. Jimmy, you're the Billy Crystal of podcasting. <laughs> Does Billy know that? Does Billy comfortable with that? No, he wouldn't be comfortable with that. Uh, hey, I know for a fact, he would not be comfortable with that. <laughs> he would not be? He does not care for me? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm bad. I bet he would love it. You guys would get along great. I, I agree with you on that. And I know some people have some uh, mixed reviews on their experience with Billy Crystal. But there oh, is something. I am here to set the record straight that he is. He was so amazing on the movie, so kind, so supportive, and he. We've stayed friends. He, I can't, I did, I could not have had a better experience with him. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you then, and, and you know that I, I like to keep in contact, and I won't overuse uh, this. If you could send me his phone number so I could text him. <laughs> yeah, let, of course. Uh, Are you going to text him and tell me you like Sonic? I'm going to say, hey, did you see Sonic? Our buddy Ben's terrific in it. Yeah. Right. All right. I'll give you his number so you can do that, I guess. But anytime you want to like give me an accolade or just like a, a great job or something like that. I, you know what? I, I will say this. I apologize for not having done that because I thought you were terrific, and my family and I enjoyed the movie very much. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, I'm kidding. I don't care. Of course I don't care. I love sounds- that you saw it, though. We saw it. Listen, my son. Uh, all right. Full disclosure. My son thought he was going to be a little too old for it and uh, went in very uh, hesitantly. And he walked out uh, maybe feeling the same way. He's, uh, <laughs> he's 22 years old. Maybe I shouldn't have brought him. Full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure. Yeah, I, I think I, I think of the family. I think I may have enjoyed it uh, most of all, to be honest. Oh, great. I love it. Get the uh, family on the line. Uh, hang on. You want you want to hear uh, Oliver's uh, review? Do you want a, an honest review of it? Oh, no. Yeah, I would love to get Oliver on the phone. All right, hang on. Review of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> hey, Oliver. <laughs> this could this could go very badly. This could go. This could break bad. <laughs> Listen, this is a part of it. You can't. Not everybody's gonna like something, but I've I have a good feeling. Now here's the thing. Oliver is in. Oh, class. first of all, Oliver, how great is Ghostbusters? Yeah. Oh, I really like it. Uh, can, <laughs> here, put this. Oh, in he's here. a pro. He's already a pro. He knows where the microphone is. He knows how to pop into the ear. <laughs> oh, he's been. By the way, he's been. He's been uh, becoming. Uh, I'll say it. Way too much a part of the show since this uh, quarantine has happened. May I ask? May I talk to him for one second, Jimmy Pardo? Is that y- yes, okay? get in here. Oliver, how are you? My name is Ben. How you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm a big fan, actually. <laughs> oh, your dad has trained you well, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, I heard, and this is this segment is called uh, Oliver tells the truth. So know that your father is 100% keeping track if you are telling the truth. So I need you to be truthful here, okay? Yeah. Okay, Oliver, we're friends now. You and I, we're very close. Yeah. I'm way above Matt already. It took about two seconds and I'm like leagues above Matt, right? Fair. Okay. Would be great if you said Matt who, but that's fine. All right, so I heard that you saw the film Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay, I need you to give me an honest review from Oliver. This is the truth segment of what you thought about Sonic the Hedgehog. I did like it. I f- feel like it should have sounded more like you, Sonic himself. I feel like... A little bit more Jewish? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, 
I thought that there was like some moments that were like really funny. Oh, uh, did you know yeah. who the villain was? Did you know who that was? Or was yeah. it, you knew who Jim Carrey was? Yeah. Okay. And how old are you, Oliver? Uh, I'm actually 12. Oh, congratulations on your bar mitzvah coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing any of that nonsense. <laughs> not doing any of that nonsense. All right. Out of, out of one to 10 Olivers, how many would you give it? Out of one to ten Mies? <laughs> uh, I've never rated something in Mies before. So this is the time. How many of yous equals that movie? Uh, seven? Seven Olivers. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. That's yeah. solid. It was fun. That's the highest score anybody's ever gotten on the Oliver chart. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right, give me that. All right. I heard that they're they're talking about Thanks, replacing Oliver. they're talking about replacing the Oscar with the Oliver. So that's is that, that true? That's exciting. Oh, you just wow. got seven of them. It's so close yeah. to the Olivier. It's like two <laughs> letters off. Yeah. It is, and uh, and honestly, worth more because the the kid's honest. He's not doing anything for political uh, reasons. Yeah. Or any I can't sort of, believe it. I can't believe uh, it. You know what, Ben? That is exactly what he said when we left. He said that he so enjoys you and your comedy that he 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 wished that it was more Ben Schwartzy. Uh, what is he old enough to watch that I'm in? Parks? I'm as confused. Oh, yeah, Parks. Yeah, yeah, Parks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, he's not coming to my Largo shows, is he? <laughs> uh, he goes every Sunday. You guys know it. He's a big oh, fan sometimes of Sometimes on Saturday, but... Uh, there you go. Uh, well done. I drop him off because I'm not interested, of course. Uh, I've seen enough of your bullshit. Um, I actually... This is the truth, Ben. Out of the out of you in the middle, there's one of you guys I don't care for, so I can't stomach that show. Sure, 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 sure. sure. Uh, and I'll let you decide which one it is. Yeah, of course, um, I'll try to figure it out. But that was his that was his take. And then he's also seen you on Conan and stuff like that. What a sweet kid. Yeah. What a sweet kid. Yeah. Smart, too. Fast. Smart. Funny already, huh? He's good. He's going to. And thank God, I've got about six months left in this business, Tom. <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to carry me. Uh, and the sooner the better. Um, I get it. I yeah, get it. He'll be holding he, that comedy coffin while with a mic in one hand. You're <laughs> coughing in one hand and mic in the other. That's him. He, uh, you know what? They, he and my wife have become obsessed with Flight of the Concords. That's what they are watching oh. now. And um, I hear nothing but laughter from the other room. And uh, I, I don't care for that because I don't like foreigners. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't watch the show at all. Um, but every time I, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, anyway, Ben Ben does have that new special on Netflix, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, which. Uh, uh, this was interesting, Ben. I, I always get a kick out of this when I see a, uh, a friend's name pop up in a, uh, in an unexpected place. Uh, one of the new, I think it's one of the white house press pool guys that I follow on Twitter, uh, uh tweeted out how much he was laughing and enjoying it. And it, uh, and it took him away from the nightmare that was the, the oh. ble- bleach gate or whatever that day was. That makes uh, me so happy. I didn't yeah. know about that. That's I forget so- who it was. It might have been. It, it might have been Brian Karam. Was it I mean, Barack Obama? <laughs> I think it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> All I care about. There's like a. I, I texted Thomas the other day. This is considered a failure until Barack Obama says he enjoyed our special and does an impression of something. <laughs> You're really aiming high, though, Ben. Yeah, that's, that's right? the joke. That's the joke, Jim. Just go go with the Ted Cruz. Maybe go, go lower. <laughs> go with a guy that might appreciate what you're doing. Obama's not going to like your nonsense. Oh, man. I tried no, to- he likes a more highbrow thing. That's how that's he's a former native, uh, resident of Chicago. Yeah, I guess you're right. And the, you you watching The Last Dance? Is anybody watching The Last Dance talking about Chicago and sports or no? I haven't started it yet. I'm so psyched for it, though. Was, Are you loving it? It's great. Do you guys care about sports or not really? Or is that just a Matt thing? 
I, I, oh. I was a huge Jordan fan. Like he got me into the NBA when I was a kid. And so, yeah, I, I played in the NBA. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> got him into it he, as a kid. That's he, incredible. He was so, he was so popular. He was able to just take one kid, uh, from Massachusetts that? and just put him in the league. This is like I, the, this is the plot for that movie, Eddie, but with a, <laughs> with an athlete instead of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, it was a, it was a thrill. It was a real. By thrill. the way, can we agree that Jordan probably did have that juice? That if he said for one game, I want this kid to be on the roster, they would go, "Yeah, yeah. you got it, Mike. Whatever you need, twenty three. Let's do this thing." <laughs> right That's in the starting lineup. Yeah, Tony Kukoc uh, is on the bench. I could take Kukoc. That was overrated. <laughs> um, as as a reminder, there's nothing more infuriating than being from Chicago and nobody knowing how to pronounce Kukoc uh, and and so everybody saying it differently, even in the same conversation. Is that not correct? <laughs> Did I nail it? No, no. Kukoc is the way that it is. But people would go, "Yeah, so I'm watching the game last night and Kukic." Nope. They, he, he, you're talking to him. Hey, Tony Kukic. Oh, uh, pronounce Kukoc. <laughs> yeah, Kukic. Like they no no dumb Chicagoan would ever catch on to how to say it. We kind of love it. I'm very proud of where I'm from. Now, Jimmy, may I ask you a segment called I Need Jimmy to be Truthful as well? Yes. Did you watch any of the specials? I knew you didn't because you <laughs> asked me what the name of the specials were before we got on. I wanted confirmation. <laughs> I wanted confirmation. You know what? Here's the thing, Ben. In this weird quarantine world that we're in, uh, you were doing everything as a family, and I, and I was going to ask you on the air, do you think it's, it's safe for Oliver? By the way. Uh, 12 i think he's a little young for it but he's very hip but the problem is this which is funny because sometimes some of my friends will bring their kids uh to the shows and they ask me what age is right uh, which could be this although i feel like you never really go dirty when you do stand up jimmy i don't feel like uh but like for improv you never when something goes really you could go really blue and there's nothing that's terribly blue but there's you know there's some curse words and some you know r-rated stuff oh he's fine Uh, I never what I never know what the age is for improv where people because you never know what you're going to talk about. I don't know what the line is, but so far nobody who's brought their kids has had any problem. I'd say like 15, probably 15, 16. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think comedically Oliver is probably at 15 or 16. I think uh, he's quick, man. He played that game so well. He gets Listen, he gets it again. He's going to be carrying me. He he did come to see and we talked about it before. He came to see me do. Uh, a couple of sets over the summer. He came with me to the improv a couple of times. Then he saw a full set at the Flappers in Burbank where I'm not kidding, Ben. I said fuck no less than 7,000 times. Really? <laughs> and every time I would say it, I'd go, your kid's here. And I go, anyway, so then this fucking guy, your kid's here. Like, well, that's part, that becomes part of the game of that whole set then. The idea yeah. that your set has to be tailored to the most unusual thing in the room, which is your kid is in the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he's not immune to that kind of language. And of course, uh, uh, I've become a little too lax with it around the house, to be honest with you. I I, I need to tighten some buttons. My on parents cursed very, very early. Very, they, there's a there's a story I could tell. If please. I may. Guys, I'm, be- I'm begging you to. All right. There's a story. I, I, went to, I was in public schools in the Bronx growing up in a place called Riverdale. So I went to PS24. My mom was a school teacher there. She was a music teacher, uh, which she's still a music teacher. She'd been teaching for 50 years in public schools in the Bronx. Wow. It's pretty incredible. And so um, I was in kindergarten, way too young to be cursing way too young. And uh, next to me was someone who I became very close with because we both like Nintendo. His name was Shigeki. Didn't speak a word of English. Never learned how to speak English. It's kindergarten and nobody in his house speaks English. So, but we, I would go to his house and I'd play video games and he'd come to my house and we barely, we wouldn't say like, and which I always thought, I never realized till later in life how beautiful that was. <laughs> um, so I'm in the back. My family curses a lot. I'm in the back next to Shigeki. We share a table or next to each other. And for some reason, I say shit at the top of my lungs as a kindergartner, which is very young. I go, shit. And the teacher was 
like also because she knows my mom. So it's even more like she goes, Benjamin. And then I said, Shigeki did it. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know how funny that was until my mom found out and she was dying and told my dad and he was dying. But you can't curse. But they like, you know, like when you're young and you start to see like you can get away with, you can get away with shit if you're a little bit funny. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first ones that I didn't know I did something funny because I literally was trying to put the blame on whoever next to me. (laughs) Right. But it was the person who's never spoken a word of English in his entire life would yell out shit for no reason. (laughs) Great. I, if I great story, I'm going to give it nine Olivers. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to see what gets that 10. Oh, you know I mean? you're going to, it may happen this episode. If that, it's if, if got to involve to, like something that's really specific to Oliver. Like what's his interest? Like Yu-Gi-Oh or magic or like, um, he is into magic. He's very much into yeah, magic. There you go. See, it has to be that. We talked uh, about magic in one of the specials. Uh, how many specials are there? there? Thank you for doing your research. There are three specials on Netflix. They're all 50 minutes each. We get a suggestion from the audience and we talk to an audience member, have a conversation for about five minutes. Then we make up an entire show where we play every single character. Love it. Um, so it's like a good, uh, or it's the, it's a good representation of our version of what long form improv is. And a lot of people, um, don't quite know what long form improv is. So at the beginning of the show, we try to explain, which is the same thing we do when we go on tour. Someone brought this up, but I thought it was pretty interesting. They're like, uh, standups, don't have to say, Hey, I'm about to tell jokes. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good note. I was like, we have to do it because there's not enough representation of what we do. When we go to these theaters, all they see is middle edition Schwartz. And maybe they're buying it because they're like parks or Silicon Valley. Uh, they don't know exactly what's going to happen. Or if we say improv, they think whose line is it anyway, which we loved growing up, but this is a very different thing than that. So, uh, we, we explain it and we get into it. And, uh, I cannot tell you how we feel so lucky. The reception has been, we thought people were either going to not care or make fun of it, but people have been so like exactly what you said with that white house tweet. That's incredible. Like it's been that belly laugh type thing. And I can't believe that people are connecting with it so much. It makes me so happy. Oh, that's great. It, uh, and we're going to watch. I, I, I guarantee this. We're going to watch one minimum one of them tonight. Jimmy, can I tell you this? Yeah. Love a text from you after you see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to abuse that privilege. I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I just hope you could hear my text past your hair. That's my concern, Ben. <laughs> I know. I put a hat on. It was looking bad today. Yeah, you, hey, uh, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, kind of just by happenstance, because I didn't know that this was it was a thing. Uh, I actually watched one of the episodes last night on Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. And, and I've done I've done a little bit of improv in my time. And one of the things I've noticed about improv is that it's very hard to put on television. Uh, you guys did a really good job. Thanks, man. That You're was welcome. A- uh, th- what do you think of the special? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I saw the I saw the wedding. Oh yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah. And uh, and I I liked your conceit. I don't want to give anything away because I think it's fun to discover it. Yeah, you um, discover it with us, which I think is the most yep. exciting part of watching this is that we're making it up, and so the audience, while you're watching, you're watch you we're on the same exact page as you are. We know nothing more than you. There's nothing planned. Right. So I think there's like an excitement, and that's how we get. The other thing that we did, Elliot, was um, uh, we got nine cameras. We have yes, cameras, so. I noticed that, and that was yeah. very smart. It was we very put smart. Our money, we did, you know, we did, you know, it was very hard to sell this. A uh, very hard to sell this because to yep. even when we sold at Carnegie Hall, we got told no to everybody because what we're doing is we're saying trust us with an hour of your time. Uh, the the studio and they go okay well what's it going to be about like we literally have no idea <laughs> yeah. it could be about anything it could literally be about anything yeah. and it was very hard for someone to be the first to do that like there have been a Ask Cat has a has a special on uh, Bravo and TJ and Dave who are two phenomenal improvisers from Chicago old school long like they do very patient improv legends 
they have a documentary and I did something for Showtime, which was House of Lies Live, but it included people who've never done improv before. It was just like getting the whole House of Lies cast to do improv. This is like, this is what we do. This is our show. We, this is what yeah. we tour with. We're trying to show you exactly what it is. So in terms of specials, it's a big deal for long form if it does well. Um, so we're hoping that it does well enough that it opens up the gates uh, for other people. Yeah. yeah and, and, and the other tricky thing is normally with long form, in my experience, you know, most long form, five, six, eight people, uh, it's just the two of you. Uh, there's a few folks in Los Angeles who can do it, but you guys, you nailed it. And I'm very jaded about watching improv on television. Oh, thanks. So. I, 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 we are very interested to hear from people like you exactly like that. Uh, we haven't heard from the improv community as much, but the thing that's been so cool is that the stand-up community, which oftentimes makes fun <laughs> of improv or... Like, no, that can't be. It's like never like... Uh, those Like Berbiglia has been tweeting about it, who in my head is one of the best storytellers out right now. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Stuff like that. So the idea that people that I look up to that are doing stand-up that oftentimes don't mix with improv, they're connecting with it is huge. Like Ken, Even like Ken Marino, who's done every sketch and movie thing in the world, loved it and stuff like that. So it's been very nice to hear that stuff as well, um, that it's connecting in that way. You know what it is for me, Ben? I have not uh, watched this yet because, again, I don't care for one of the cast members. But uh, I'll watch it with Oliver tonight just to make him happy. Um, I, wait, wait, by the way, Elliot, you've seen that episode. Just so I don't want to make, I don't want to steer Jimmy incorrectly. Can Oliver watch that episode, do you think, or no? I don't quite remember. 95% of it, there's there's the two, the two sixth graders that part of the story, I'm not, what do you oh, think? Oh, yeah, I think, uh, 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 Jimmy, you're going to be fine, I think. But you okay. should, maybe you watch it first. I think he'll love it. I think he's going to love it, too. Uh, he's, he's watched R-rated comedy movies, so, like, and he's watched, yeah. like. Does he watch, like, R-rated movies? Will he watch Bridesmaids or something like that? Uh, I don't think Bridesmaids is uh, appropriate at this point. Well, we did just watch Scarface over the weekend, so. No, he's not. <laughs> no of course not. Oh. No. <laughs> the worst father in the world <laughs> you guys, do you guys remember your first uh r-rated experience as a kid that really do what, what do you yeah think I, I i saw trading places when i was like oh. 10 and that's got boobs and lots of you know i got i, I was like eddie murphy was like my hero and uh but it's so inappropriate for a 10 year old it's inappropriate for a 12 or 13 year old it's it's a crazy yeah. movie but it's still um, it's still my favorite movie comedy i think of all time of all time, Trading Spaces? No, it's not called that. Trading Spaces. Trading Spaces. Trading spaces uh, <laughs> still gets a little dirty when they go to, depending that on the room. One, that that could be very filthy. What, uh, we've talked about it many times, Ben. The first R-rated movie I saw was Shampoo. My dad took me to see the movie Shampoo. Oh, wow. And, um, was it in black and white? Uh, no, no, that's in color. It's a beautiful uh, Warren Beatty and uh, but there, and Julie Christie. But there's some, some sex in there. I've just been recommended two Warren Beatty movies. Go One ahead. was Reds, which I've never seen. It's good. It's long, but it's good. And then Heaven Can Wait, which I did watch. What'd you think of that? I remember just liking it. I, I uh, thought Warren Beatty was great, but um, this is like right now quarantine for me is like trying to get classics into me. I like mm -hmm. watched Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3 with Math Out and was blown away. And I could not believe how good it was. And I was like, feed me those. So I emailed all my friends and got this great list together. And Heaven Can Wait was on one of the lists. And I thought it was good, but it wasn't like like the movies that we're going through. Like the original producers, still unbelievable. Right. And mm -hmm. Like we're going through all that stuff. Odd Couple, still unbelievable. And then that one was good, but it wasn't like, you know, those. 
I'll agree with that. I uh, That's kind of how I always felt. I even remember at the time uh, when everybody was raving about it, because uh, I'm much older than you. Mm-hmm, uh, and, uh, you know, I saw it. Uh, and we, I, first, I was surprised they were talking. I've never seen a movie where people talked in it. Usually, yeah, uh, you've only seen that railroad one where it goes right uh, towards the screen. Of course. you got a guy <laughs> playing an organ while that happens, and that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. to the theater. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Now I got them talking up there like uh, warlocks. Yeah, what are you paying for if not the pianist? You thought the money was going right to the pianist. I always thought it was him. He's making the bucks. Yeah. yeah, of course. And he deserves it. He tickles all 88 of those things. All of them. He doesn't leave. Not one is excluded. Um, uh, but I, just to circle back and finish, but, uh, my take on whatever I watch long-form improv, like what you guys are doing, uh, is I, I don't do that. I do, you know, even though I improvise most of my stand-up set, uh, I don't do what you do. So I never feel jealous watching it. So I, I'm in, I'm impressed and I'm able to take a step back and go, well, you don't do this. So I can just watch it as a spectator. Whereas if I watch stand up, I will sometimes go, well, that's where the joke goes. That's where that goes. And, yeah. and so I don't get to enjoy it as much unless it's somebody like Mulaney's latest special, which is flawless. Yes, um, he's, he's a master. Or, I, I think it's Goldman's, probably you know? the same way for... Um if I watched improv, I think also like, uh, I don't know if this is the same for standup, but I've done thousands of shows now. Like I've been doing it for 20 years. I know you've been probably doing it for twice as long as comedy for twice as long as me, but 20 years doing long form improv, which is like, so I've seen 1 billion shows. <laughs> so I never go see improv because I've done so much with so many different people. And so I wonder if that could be, maybe improvisers aren't as, a, I don't know, but I know like the people coming up have been very excited and they're breaking it down and they're asking like heady questions, which never happens because there's so few examples of it that someone could rewatch something and ask a question, right. which also brought so much pressure to the specials. We, so the mm-hmm. way that I sold it, which you might find interesting is that, um, although it was very difficult to sell, the way that Thomas and I sold it was that um, stand-ups could record. Although Jimmy, by the way, the way that I didn't know that all your stuff is improvised. I wasn't aware of that. I thought you came in with like bullet points and try to. Well, I have bullet points, but uh, but I try to improvise most of the set. That's great. I love that idea. That makes it exciting. It also probably makes it exciting for you after doing it for so long, right? If I need to hear my act one more time, I'll throw myself <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, and, and my audience will be uh, jumping right along with me, like so. lemmings, like that video game <laughs> yes. lemmings. Yep. Um, God, I'm okay. really up. Old, it, well done. Uh, so the way that we sold it, and uh, I think which helped the pitch quite a bit was that when stand-up does, when a stand-up uh, comedian does, especially they usually need six to eight months to generate material. They work it all around, and then they have uh, one or two nights of filming the same exact set. And you edit those together. So you get two nights, one or two nights of filming. Sometimes it's one, you just do two shows. Uh, sometimes it's two. Um, although Mulaney, I think, did six. He's a, a genius. Also, the fact they did in Radio City, that's like, uh, I loved it. But so, um, yeah, I did that. At, so m- my pitch with Thomas was, you give us two nights. We'll do two shows every night. Every single one of those shows is a different special. You're going to get, so I said, if you give us four let us cut one so so there's not every moment is so pressure. So we know that one of those specials we can just get rid of. We'll air three. Uh, we'll give you three separate specials. And we shot them all within 27 hours. So like, you know, the first one was at seven. The last one ended at whatever, 11 the next night. And that was it. That's yeah. all we had. And um, whatever happens in the special is what's in there. We cut out a lot of the talk with the crowd at the beginning because I was afraid that if someone pressed play and just saw Middle Eastern Schwartz and didn't know what this was, they would think the whole special is just crowd work. And I was like, no, they wouldn't wait enough to get to the actual improv show. So um, we made sure we cut like 10 or 12 minutes from that. Netflix asked us to keep it under an hour. We made little trims almost all to the beginning. And then what it is is what it is. But 
that's the biggest selling point was, you know, you give us, just give us a shot. You know, we're not getting paid a ton. Just give us a shot. Uh, as you can see, we put almost all of our money into the cameras because we're like, we're going to make sure that every angle is done. So when we edit this, we can cinematically make it feel like you're watching a real thing. And it's not just a wide the whole time. So, um, uh, so that's kind of what it is the biggest, I think the biggest selling point for them, cause you know, Netflix really need, or is looking for content is we can give you three times the amount of specials for the same exact amount of time and less money than you're paying uh, mm-hmm. other people. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. I hear good things. I, I, uh, this news reporter won't shut up about it. I think he should Who focus on his I job. I want, <laughs> I, w- I want to say it's Brian Karam, but I could be wrong about that name. Okay. Uh, but it was again. I always I get a kick out of that whenever I see against uh, a, a friend's name pop up in an unexpected place. Uh, and then right. I, admittedly, I get a little jealous because uh, what the fuck did it take to mention me? That's what I. Uh, that's what I immediately <laughs> thought. I never think that. I never think that. Why would? Were you very know. competitive coming up in real in real life or no? Um, I I don't know if I'm competitive as much as I'm uh, uh, bitter after the fact. Um, I don't. I, uh, I don't. I was never really competitive as a stand-up. We were all kind of supportive of each other when I started. And there mm-hmm. would be the, hey, how'd you get that? As we all, you know, every comic would be, hey, I'm working at Zany's. Oh, how'd you get that booking? Like that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you quickly realize uh, to stop saying that as you, you know, it's, if you're still saying that after 20 years, there's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah. I got it because I'm doing comedy and I'm doing it well. That's how I got it. And Sarah once gave me, Sarah Silverman gave me a great line once because I'm, I'm sure everybody on this thing has had a version of this work. I'll have a show and I'll think it's pretty good. Uh, and some, but not great. And someone will come up to me and my default is, Oh, I'm not great at getting compliments. So my default will be to kind of shit on myself. Or if I really didn't think so, I'd be like, I'd be like that show was great. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I get, uh, yeah. Like we had a tough landing. It was a rough landing at the end. I wish we called back some stuff. And I, I think Sarah was either around once or she told me afterwards, she goes, why would you do that? That person had a great time watching your show. They loved it. And now you're making them feel like they're wrong. And I was like, that's so interesting. So I'm still bad at it because I think it's partially because I get embarrassed uh, unless I know that we had like a, we crushed unless I was like, yeah, that was a really, I'll say like, that was a really fun one. But if there's any little thing in my head that makes it feel like it wasn't a great show, I'll always let it out. And I'm trying to be better at holding that stuff in. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I, I, and I'm sad to say that I do not remember the person that told me this, but I passed it down to Matt when we do live shows and stuff like that. Uh, Same deal. I was doing a show once and you know, I thought it was okay. And the guy, people were walking past me and I, I was just, I was the opening act to somebody and, and they were like, great show, great show. I'm like, oh, you know what? You should have been here last night. Last night was a better show. Yes, I've done and, that before. And the, the, the headliner put, pulled me aside and said exactly what Sarah said to you. Why, they, they liked it. Why are you convincing them that they didn't like that? They, they didn't see last night and maybe last night was better to you, but to them, they enjoyed this. So shut up. I know, and, I, I'm trying to get better at it. It's but it's still hard. It's like uh, you know, you still do the thing. Oh yeah, we saw you in Vegas. Oh, what show did you see? You're like you, like you <laughs> yeah. wanted to be the one that you liked, but uh, but also I think there's a I, I, that's exactly the reason for me. But also there's a, a a part of me that's like um, if someone says great show and you're like I know right, like <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be icky if someone oh it'd be like, horrible yeah yeah, yeah so you got that right, buddy. Way. Yeah, like I think it's just like a thing. It's just saying thank you. I think yeah, is the biggest yeah. Thing. yeah. Glad glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 move yeah, on. yeah that's right. That's right, Matt. I've shared that with you. you I've have, taught yeah. you that lesson. I've took you under my wing and mm-hmm. taught you. Yeah, 
It is, hey, is Karen going to say something insane at the end, like the joke to end everything? <laughs> he's been writing down, like, here's like some he buttons it ideas. With he's been working on the entire time. Yeah. Garen's yeah. job is to take notes and chime in from time to time. Don't put that kind of pressure Garen, on Garen, this is what I need for you, baby. <laughs> By the way, I never use the word baby. You've ever. used it nine times this episode <laughs> out of control. To me, I thought it was funny to call you baby, this little idiot kid calling a, a person who's done com- comedy twice as long. But it's, Garen, not, it's not twice as long. Stop making yeah, me. You're Fucking years old. Stop <laughs> an old man. Whenever Jimmy says the goodbye or whatever, you know, his classic to get rid of me, I would love if you just threw that one great, great joke or great piece at the end. You don't have to tell us what it is, but right when Jimmy says goodbye, I need you to just be really funny because you haven't said anything this whole time. Just give me a I, thumbs up. I, I will do my best for you. Thank you so much, Karen Koppel. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, ben Schwartz is our guest. He's got the three great specials over there on the Netflix uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. We're going to watch one tonight, The Wedding, I'm told to watch. Um, he's also now, Ben, I was going to ask you this before we get we got to get into our trivia at some point as well. But I wanted to ask, are you part of the Parks and Rec reunion show that's happening? Oh, I'm not allowed to say, but I will say. this. Oh, I my, see. OK, my hair is. If if I was on it, they could not have picked a better time. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> my hair has never been this crazy ever. So. Uh, but Jealous. it's this Thursday, and it's uh, it. I will be watching. I you, cannot wait to see it. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. And look, look, here's the thing that I would uh, probably should have texted you, but I'll tell you now. Uh, my favorite character. That was my favorite character on the series. Come uh, on, it was no. no I'm not uh, with, with uh, by leaps and bounds. You're very kind. Um, Although now it sounds like you're shitting on everybody else. Yeah, it kind of sounded like that. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, you like the one no. recurring guy who was in, you know, <laughs> showed up in season three or whatever. Although you know what that said, you know who else I loved? I love when Billy Eichner showed up. I liked you and yeah. Billy Eichner were my two favorite parts of that show. And he's really funny. Too. Uh, you made me laugh every single time because. Uh, Do you think Billy Eichner could do Billy on the Street anymore? Probably never again. Oh wow! I Ooh, never, didn't think about right? that. Right. Well, it'd be a while. It'd be a while. Although it'd New York. If anybody, if any, if any city would kind of go, all right. Oh, fuck that. by the way, you're right. I, I, my friends in New York are telling me that no, everybody's running around. It's crazy out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. Too fake. But although at the same time, when Conan O'Brien goes and does a remote, people are excited that it's him. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of coming at it from a different angle as opposed to just this guy you don't know attacking you on the street. Now it's like I'm getting attacked by Billy Eichner. Yes, and then you want to play along, right? Couldn't that be the it could be. I was talking about just that. Health-wise. Health-wise, you can't. Oh, be I see street. what you're, you're talking yeah. down during during the COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh like no! But I could see I could see him playing the twenty feet away joke. Yeah, I think that'll be great. When you do you think, think we're allowed to start performing again in live venues? Hear me out. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I we got something booked. We we really we, want to make this. We happen. got something booked, and we can't we can't uh, we can't break this contract, right, yeah. man? Um, what do you think? Mid mid July is my guess. Uh, before it's uh, maybe. I, I think probably. I think legally, I think you'll probably be able to book stuff by then. I don't think people will be comfortable till the end of the year. I, I think, but maybe I'm wrong. I think we have shows coming up at the end of the year, but. I, I, it's just because we canceled them and they had to move them. Right. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what it even yeah. looks like. Is it every other seat? I don't right. even know what it is now. Uh, you know, I was, we talked about this on our last episode. I was talking to a club owner talking about that, that it's going to, unless it's like you and you and your wife, otherwise it's going to have to be every other seat. Um, yeah. You know, and, and even that seems close, right? Um, yeah. It's close. I don't know feet. what I, all I heard though. And, and Matt, uh, you probably, this probably caught your ear as well is that, uh, uh, Ben's canceled gigs got moved to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what happened to yours, Jimmy? They just got canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, we'll circle back. That's what I got in that high pitch. I, I even read the high pitched in the text. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll circle back. Yeah, it's all going to work out. <laughs> Oh, no. uh, look, I did not take it. I, I I take it in that they don't know what the shit's going on. Well, I also think if you're uh, what kind of venues are they? What, where are you playing? Oh, you know, comedy clubs. And, and I think mo- comedy clubs are going to be near impossible to open. You're so smushed. In I them. know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really difficult. And also half of that is drinks. They're all the money is through drinks. Yeah. So it's like, how do, how do you serve drinks? Uh, it's going to be so interesting. Someone will figure out in a limbo version and then you know what i mean like purgatory version between this and that and then they'll be whatever the norm is but it's scary man are you guys do you guys talk about how anxious you are about all this stuff or how you feel uh we talked about uh, in fact earlier garen is only uh, he only really goes out he's been to target twice and then he walks his dog that's about it Mm -hmm. uh i went to the beach over the weekend and uh, had a great time (laughs) splashed around with some strangers and uh and of course you got on one of those banana boats (laughs) i got a banana boat i brought like come on let's get as many people as we can on this thing let's take a uh, little uh uh, spin around the ocean uh you know i'm going to target i'm doing what needs to be done but uh you know uh it depends on the day you know some days i feel like uh everything's fine and then the next day i feel like uh i, w- I want to just sit and, and cry on my chair you know what i mean yep not that i'm rg bunker that i have my chair that's not like a uh right isn't that how we are matt elliot yeah. your thoughts yeah uh, it, i mean it's it's different i don't know this may be too too personal to ask ben but are you alone in quarantine or do you have someone with you this is gonna blow your mind i'm living in a fraternity Jesus Christ, it's a horrible time for that. There's 35 other dudes here. Wow. We're just, we're getting, we're having so much fun. Yeah. That's uh, good. No, I'm not alone, which makes it, which makes it yeah. 20. And there's a dog in this house. So it's like, that's good. I, those two things. I will say that I'm pretty good. We, I've also been lucky that it, um, I've randomly been busy because we've been doing all of our press familiars and Schwartz and we had Sonic Press and I'm writing. But the weekend, yesterday was my first like, I had like a sad, I had my sad day yesterday where I, I woke up, I had a free day and it was just, my mind is just, mm-hmm. it was just sad. It was such a weird feeling and I can't even point to what was making me sad. Yeah. It wasn't the, the drinking disinfectant. It wasn't like looking at the numbers, which every night I, I had to stop watching certain things and I had to stop reading certain things before bed yeah. or I would have nightmares and it would wake me up. So, um, but yesterday was my sad day, but I w- I've been pretty good up until then. Little anxiety, b- bouts of anxiety, or sleep has really been, my sleep patterns have really been messed with. Yeah. Sleep has been, in fact, I woke up today and, and said to myself, I think I'm going to take a sleeping pill tonight because my sleep has just been atrocious. Just Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, Are you guys having vivid dreams? Very, like you can remember your dreams? And no, I'm not having that. You're not having bad dreams, Matt? I'm that not, seems to be a, cur- a common thing. There was yeah, Matt, you've so. never had a dream before. I, don't, I just nod when people talk about them. I'm like, it sounds cool. It's like a movie, but it's in, in, yeah. in, when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I, when I, you heard MLK's speech, you didn't understand <laughs> what he was talking about. No, <laughs> yeah. I, but it, I mean, yeah, I, I learned about it in school and I memorized, you know, what, what I was supposed to feel. But <laughs> hang on, guys. I have to very quickly. I have to. Not answer. a thing a serial, uh, serial killer would say. <laughs> yeah. I was I had a yesterday. I just have moments of just being very angry and frustrated out of nowhere. Like yeah. uh, and yesterday. Yesterday, uh, my son's eighth birthday was on Saturday, and I think I hadn't. I was so focused on like uh, my wife and I were both very focused on making sure it was a great day for him. 
but when it was oh and i kept thinking it oh, was his birthday yeah yeah he turned eight on saturday um, does he like sonic or ducktales or <laughs> he's watched a little ducktales yeah he likes that uh, we haven't you seen sonic if you yet want me to send him like a happy birthday voice though if he doesn't give oh that'd be awesome that. uh yeah he i wanted to go see sonic with him but the we didn't get out before the before everything shut down we didn't get a chance to go yeah, so. yeah. go now man there's no crowd <laughs> <laughs> i i mean it seems like if if they would just like let one group at a time like that's better than no people going to movies right if just one family goes to the movies yeah i mean you'll make money i guess you, you each get your own time hey, slot <laughs> to your point though matt what what it, that might be a good way to open up theaters it's like just limit it to 50 people at a time yeah. and scatter yourselves around so that it's okay right because 50 people in a movie theater I, assuming we're talking like a multiplex a big, yeah you, you'd have a lot of room around you yeah, I, I think they're maybe that'll be the first step is finding a way. I think that's to, right. Yeah, no, think the first step, theater, of course, is acceptance. Yeah, for sure. One of my friends was saying that drive-ins would be coming. Oh back, yeah, which I thought would be a great idea. But yeah. then I was like, no, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom? Like then mm-hmm. the whole plan is over. You, you know gotta, what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. can have a Bluetooth in your thing and get all the audio. And I love that. I love the idea of let's say it's the five of us. We're in our cars next to each other. And yeah. We can kind of have a shared experience. I actually love that. I used to love drive uh, yeah. driving when I was a kid. Um, but then, what about getting food? What about you? Know, like all these things, you yeah. have. It just becomes. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. Uh, I agree with all of that. Uh, I used to like getting hand jobs at driving. Hey, let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I misheard you. My thing. I think. I got oh no! It. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, audio, everybody had audio trouble. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me give you the trivia oh. Uh, oh, yeah. category. Here's yep. your category. And Garen, how much are we playing for? Did somebody win last week? Well, oh, no, nobody won. The, last that, week was that crazy Abe Lincoln question. The trivia is just a $5. Yeah, but it doesn't go over. Oh, it's always $5. Well, That's right. That. We go to the yeah. Jeremy Herbal uh, trivia tea tin, and uh, you're going to get $5. So, Ben, you're going to bet between 0 and 25 um, uh, meaning if everybody gets it wrong, whoever has the lowest bet wins, right? Elliot, is that the, Lo- the lowest resulting amount? So, so if everybody gets it wrong and you bet zero, then you'd have 25 points. So then you would win. Got it. What's okay. the subject? The subject, and then we'll take a break. The subject, and we'll be back with more Ben Schwartz right after this, uh, is literature, literature. Oh boy. Get your bets ready. We'll be back. Never not funny. Coming back. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Ben Schwartz is on Twitter at Rejected Jokes. He's also on Netflix with his friend Thomas Middleditch. Middleditch and Schwartz. That is the three-part uh, improv special that I'm very excited to watch. If you have Netflix, you can watch it, and uh, I recommend you do so. Also, check out, there's an indie film you can get on iTunes and Amazon, wherever you get uh, on-demand movies. There's a, uh, a movie he did with Billy Crystal called Standing Up, Falling Down, which we talk about a little bit later in the show, or maybe we've already talked about it. I don't know where you are in the show yet honestly but uh that sounded great and i'm going to check that out as well of course sonic the hedgehog if you enjoy uh retro video games and ben's voice that's the place to go <laughs> sonic the hedgehog the movie and uh that's it for ben for never not funny we actually do have a live date sort of saturday may 2nd this saturday 7:30 p.m pacific time we are going to do a virtual live never not funny at flapperscomedy.com this is uh, to raise money for the flappers staff all the great uh, wait staff and people in the kitchen and uh, people who take the tickets and everybody 
who does such a great job of keeping flappers going. We are trying to support them during this time. So uh, check out Alive Never Not Funny at um, uh, on Saturday, May 2nd, 730 Pacific at flapperscomedy.com. Finally, if you are a Platinum Plus or Platinum Primo member and you have not submitted your t-shirt size yet, please go to our website, nevernotfunny.com. Click the Platinum link and then click on Perks and you will see, uh, you'll see a cool little video that uh, Mario DiGiorgio made. Uh, promoting his shirts and then you can uh, enter your shirt size right there please do that and enjoy matt i'm gonna quote my listen i've told you they're one of my favorite bands aha yeah they have a song called hunting high and low you know i'll be hunting high and low they do it better than that <laughs> uh but you know what i know that you and i do the same thing we hunt high and low to find 100 grass-fed finished beef free-range organic chicken heritage breed pork and uh, for Danielle, uh, wild-caught salmon. It's hard to do that at the grocery store, isn't it? Well, especially now when you don't really want to maybe be in a grocery store for a prolonged period of time uh, hunting around. You want to limit your indoor uh, time with uh, strangers. And uh, so I, you know, I just go butcher box. Uh, just forget it. Let, let them bring the meat to me. You know what? You, you nailed it. Luckily, today's sponsor, Butcher Box, believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meats. Butcher Box couldn't be easier. You just sign up, you select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up right now, you get their steak sampler with six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks. Nice. Because the best steak night is free steak night, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. That, boy, do I love steak. I have not had a steak. Uh, and maybe Butcher Box will solve this problem for me, but I have not had a steak since this pandemic started. Oh, my because God. Because of... Uh, you know yeah you're not going to restaurants and uh, you don't like cooking meat in your house that's right but when i do go to a restaurant i get a steak because i don't uh, generally uh, get that at the home but i now butcher box will solve that problem every month butcher box is going to ship a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home no added antibiotics or hormones ever each box has nine to eleven pounds of meat that's enough for 24 individual meals now that could be 12 days maybe you want to do lunch and dinner with mm-hmm. that maybe you want to do uh, spread that out over 24 meals mm-hmm Maybe, maybe if there's bacon involved, you're bringing in breakfast into the mix. Maybe there's 12 people in your house and that's just two dinners. Well, that's a great point. That's a, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. <laughs> you're running an orphanage. <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm t- taking people in. It's mostly, mostly uh, wild dogs, but uh, they love the, they love the steaks too. I mean, you, you should see them when the steak starts cooking, they go crazy. Oh, I would imagine. And, and by the way, I know that, uh, that that song Wild Dogs by Duran Duran scares you. So I don't, I'm, I'm glad that we're moving on from that quickly. Wild dogs. Wild dogs always bark. All right. Listen, you can customize uh, your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. I say it again. It is a no brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocers. And you got options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, as I mentioned, the organic, the free-range organic chicken, the heritage pork, the wild-caught Alaska salmon, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. Yeah, baby. That's the best. It's the way meat should be, man. Mm-hmm. It's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat from ButcherBox. You get the highest quality meat for just about 6 bucks a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska's covered. They got the salmon right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Just step outside your door and uh, stick your hand out. The salmon jumps into your hand. In fact, they can't wait to get into that uh, griddle. Is that how you do a salmon? <laughs> griddle? Sure. That's one way. Uh, now, listen. For a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. Now, let me break that down for you, Matt. You're going to get two New York strips. 
and four top sirloins added to your first box for free. Nice. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. That is six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. That is butcherbox.com slash pardo. B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X dot com slash pardo. Butcherbox. A better way to meet. Matt, let's talk about our buddies over there at Quip. They got this great new flossy thing that I want to talk about with you. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's very cool. Now, listen, these, you see these plastic floss picks and stuff. I, I, admittedly, I have them in my car, and then uh, you got to throw them away, and it just mucks everything up. Uh, you know, the, uh, Quip has this new thing that you and I were talking about before we started uh, talking uh, uh, with microphones in front of our faces yeah. uh, on how cool this thing is. It's very cool. It looks like, uh, at least notice that it, it kind of looks like an earbud case. Like uh, like you have uh, your Raycons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bigger, but it's 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 got a cool snapshot, like almost. A, I think it's a magnetic snapshot case. Uh, and then on the inside, you've got the 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 holder, and then this thing. You just you you pop, you press the Q on the holder, and it opens up the the mouth of the guy, and then you snap down, grab your floss, snap it shut, and then you pull and and. Uh, cut that that little segment and then you're only using that amount of floss just the amount of from from point a to point b on the grabber and you're not wasting floss you're not wasting reusable plastic uh doodads and uh and then that that the spool underneath is easily replaceable too so uh it's it's great it's genius it's also fun it's fun (laughs) to everything you just described is fun to do yeah and uh you kind of look forward to flossing which i think we could all agree nobody looks forward to flossing (laughs) right exactly right so you get it in there you press that cue you open it up you get in there you cover it down then before you know it you're flossing Mm -hmm. and uh and you're singing a song man with with fresh teeth (laughs) uh now listen you know quip it's the electric toothbrush that we talk about all the time it's got the sleek uh, look, well, now they got the sleek, reusable floss pick that you'll want next. Uh, as we mentioned, it's got a durable handle uh, that is easy to guide, restrings with a click, comes with a compact mirror. You forgot to mention the mirror, Matt. Oh, yeah, inside the case is a little mirror. So a little mirror. If you're on a date, mm-hmm. right? If we're ever out of this COVID, you're on a date, and you go, I got a little something, you pop that up, and you got a little mirror right there, you get up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the single refill pod that replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. All right, so this is, uh, let me tell you this. If you're not a pick person, Quip also has a refillable floss string that expands to clean. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush. Uh, Quip has the simple guiding features you like. Uh, It's got the timed uh, sonic vibrations. Uh, You can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors. Matt, you were talking about uh, making them of those soccer team colors that you like, your your Quip brush. Yeah, well, because uh, now I have the black handle with the because it has the Bluetooth sync thing. So that they have Quip has an app which lets you track your brush progress and and actually earn rewards, which is pretty cool. Um, but the handle on that one's black. So I was thinking if I could get a gold top part with the black handle, that would be like LAFC black and gold. But uh, now I just got a, 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 a just one of my regular replacements. So now it, now mine's black and white, which also looks pretty cool. Uh, so uh, I, I'd like to talk about this further with you off the air. But the point is this: <laughs> okay. uh, Quip is uh, fantastic. We all use them. Everybody here in my family uses them. Over there, the Belknaps use it. We like the Quip, and now we like this Quip Floss as well. Uh, you got as Matt mentioned, it's got that uh, that new app, the free Quip app that you can get. Uh, so you can get amazing rewards like free products and discounts. Uh, as you track and coach better oral health habits two minutes a day, twice a day. Uh, Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. 
Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store. Uh, bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million mouths. <laughs> brushing with Quip, starting at $25. Now, here's your CTA. If you go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, you will get your first refill free. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash pardo, and you will get your first refill for free. Uh, Quip has better oral health made simple. Getquip.com slash pardo. Uh, again, I use it. Matt uses it. I'm now using this new floss thing. I'm on board with Quip. I'm on board with the app. I like everything about Quip. I'm a Quip guy, Matt. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'll Quip all day. Uh, well, it's Quip this, Quip that, Quip everywhere you want to go. Quip, Quip McDonald had a farm. If you get uh, go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, get your first refill free. Getquip.com slash pardo. Quip. A better way to floss and brush. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2609. Ben Schwartz is here, taking time away from as many. Now, I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to read the question here very quickly. But, Ben, I, before I forget, we, we alluded to the Billy Crystal movie. Now, was that supposed to come out and then got pushed back? Or when, when is that movie it was, due? It was an independent movie, so the goal was always, like, it, it did festivals, and then we got lucky that we got, like, certified fresh, and we got distribution. And so you can get it on iTunes or Amazon. Oh, you can? I yep. did not know that you could. That one, I think you really like. He he uh, he gives an insanely good performance. Uh, it's a really sweet movie. I really liked uh, I really liked that movie, and it was really inexpensive. It was like we were changing in the cars. You know oh, what really? I mean? It was, yeah, and to see him, you know, who's done everything, be game for all that stuff, and he picked me to be in the movie. So the movie could have been about anything, and I would have said <laughs> yes. Of course. Give, give the name of the movie for everybody. It's called Standing Up, Falling Down. That is, yeah. I'm happy you're talking about it because that's the one that has gotten the least amount of press because Sonic ended up being this uh, fun phenomenon thing, and Standing Up came out like a week after that, so it kind of got drowned out a little bit. So I really am proud of that movie. It's me and Billy Crystal, directed by Matt Ratner, and a guy named Peter Hoare, who's a, a writer from, uh, from Long Island, and the movie takes place in Long Island. It, uh, I, 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 I apologize. I did not know that it came out. I thought it got pushed back because of the COVID. But no. uh, when I saw the trailer, uh, and, and to circle back to what you said, I, I can't think of a movie that I didn't like Billy Crystal in. Like he's, no. even the movies that you go, ah, that movie was okay. He's still great in them. He's one of those guys. We just rewatched Throw Mama from the Train. Do you remember Throw Mama from the yeah. Train? Yes. And I think DeVito directed that. And I think someone incredible DP'd it like Sonnenfeld or somebody, but it's like, it's it's so weird and great and cool and different. And I really liked it. We've been, we watched a lot of, uh, Billy Crystal movies in this house after, you know, uh, after doing that movie. I would uh, imagine that was a thrill, you know, uh, thrill of a lifetime. Just, uh, I mean, he, Mr. Saturday night's great. City yeah, Slickers is great. Like he's it's just, it was one of those things where I just, I just shut up and listened and enjoyed everything. I liked and I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like anytime he talked, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, then it, and then it becomes talking about Robin. And then you're like, Oh, you know, like you just keep, cause he's, it's so funny. We went, uh, I ended up becoming very good friends with him because we helped write the, rewrite this movie together. And then the movie experience went incredible. And we we're very similar in a lot of ways. And we do bits on the, we leave each other bits and stuff on the phone. He's just, you know, Love he's it. been oh, amazing. And so he's like, come, come to, come to my birthday, uh, party or, or, or a dinner for his birthday. So I came and it's like, it's like Martin short, Rob Reiner, me <laughs> i'm like what is going on right and everybody's so kind and just uh you know there's that moment anytime you meet anybody uh that you're like oh that's i i've seen his face so many times like when i met oh, yeah. billy for the first time 
It's like, oh, I've seen your face so many times that you're not a person yet. You're not a normal person yet. You're a celebrity still. Yeah. And it takes talking like a normal person with them to be like, okay, now they're just a person. Right. But when when I was at that table, it was like, ah, oh, god, 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 god. It was like just too many <laughs> icons that I've looked up to. I, if you look at Rob Reiner uh, and his directing career, mm-hmm. there's like a run of quite possibly the most eclectic filmmaking and high yeah. level filmmaking I've ever seen in my life with. It's Spinal Tap, then Princess Bride, then Misery, then A Few Good Men. Right. And it's like, he does everything. I'm in awe of that guy. So and it stand was very by me. special to meet those guys. And Stand By uh, Me is incredible too. Stand yeah, by Stand By Me, me is in that, in that bunch, by yep, the way. Yep. It's uh, crazy. And Say and Anything, you, which, which is also a great romantic comedy road movie. He directed yeah. Say Anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after Spinal I didn't Tap. Know that. Yeah. Right after Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, I think right it was after, between, between oh. Spinal Tap and, uh, and Princess Bride. When Harry Bride. Sally, probably. Uh, or after that. Yeah. No, it, it was before no, Princess Bride. But I actually was just watching a making of Princess Bride thing that I found on YouTube. And there's a great story about Billy Crystal and that where um, uh, Mandy Patinkin was saying that he, you know, he, he and uh, Carrie always like just worked their asses off to learn how to fence and, and sword fight to do all the sword fighting scenes. They didn't use any doubles for the sword fighting. And, uh, and it was like crazy stuff. And they were really proud of how it all came out. But it was, you know, a little dangerous to be swinging swords around. Mandy Patinkin said that he didn't get any injuries shooting the sword fighting, but he bruised his rib trying to stifle himself from laughing when they were shooting the Miracle Max scene with oh, Billy Crystal. Oh, that's great. Because like, like Rob Reiner would just let Billy go. And then I guess Rob Reiner would get up and leave because he knew he was going to laugh. So he would he would say action and then he would get out of there so he, oh. so he wouldn't blow the take. And then Mandy Patinkin was just standing there like buckled over trying not to blow the takes by laughing so he like actually bruised a rib trying to stop himself from that's laughing. an incredible story yeah uh ben if you get a chance and by no means am i telling you you have to do this uh rob reiner was a guest on this show oh what do you guys think well Amazing. I, I, first of all the nicest kindest funniest guy yeah. and he did what we are describing as he had he has no idea how on brand for never not funny what he did was he came in and Monopoly, the board game, came up. And he said, you know, I used to be able to go around the board and, and could list the properties in order. And I said, well, give it a try. And he's like, I don't. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he starts doing it. <laughs> and it is the funniest seven minutes in the history of the show. It is the greatest. Seven minutes? I don't know. Four minutes, however long it takes. Yeah. But uh, what does he say, Matt? We go, here come the yellows. Yeah, well, uh, then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. Okay. Now we got, well, then we got <laughs> Marvin Gardens. And of course, you've got the railroad. And then <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's the greatest. He's and so he, funny still also. He's so funny. He was so great, and then off the like, what 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 did he say when he was looking for a snack and he looked at poker chips? Well, I don't want to eat those. And then, <laughs> like, just those guys that like you know the same experience I had when I met Mel Brooks, where it's like oh, they're just dudes the that want to be funny. I've never met him. That's the oh. old, like when people say, "Who do you want to see this special?" I was like, "Man, uh, Rob Reiner's come to a show or two of mine, uh, and his daughter nice. and his his wife was very funny. Uh, they came and they loved it, which was like huge. But man, like." Mel Brooks like invented whatever. We don't need to talk about it. But I, I'm very much a, a part of respect your elders. Everything is possible because of these people. So those, I, uh, th- th- that guy especially uh, to see if he even liked anything that uh, we do would be incredible. I, uh, I, I bored the listener with this many times, but I will tell it to you um, very quickly. Uh, when Mel Brooks came on uh, Conan, uh, I went into his dressing room, of course, because I had to, I had to meet him. I had to. I had to. Even if I'm crossing a line, I have to meet Mel Brooks. And so I went in, Mr. Brooks. Nice to nice to meet you. Blah blah. blah. I could not have been what, Jimmy, Jimmy Potter. Okay, what a name, Potter. Jimmy Potter. Love it. <laughs> and so he's being so kind and gracious. And and then it dawned on me as I was leaving, 
uh, and he's doing his segment. And I was like, oh, shit, we have a family friend in common. I literally have a connection. A man that was at my wedding is one of Mel's best friends. And I oh, should have wow. I should have mentioned that. So I'm not going to. He's done with oh, this. Segment no, with Jimmy. No, oh, no, no, no. Hear me out. Wait for it. <laughs> he I said, I, I go, hey, I, he goes, uh, uh, he goes, he goes, oh, nice to meet you, young man. I said, hey, I forgot to mention that. Uh, we're, we're family friends with Lee Delano. And he goes, oh, Lee Delano, of course. And then he tells a great story about Lee Delano. Uh, then we talk about, then he talks about Sid Caesar. And then he's oh. leaving. And as he walks out of the green room, uh, he's walking out of the green room to go to his car. At the top of his lungs, he goes, well, this was great. Pardo! <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> and everybody rushes over. What was that about? I go, it doesn't matter what it was about. <laughs> Mel Brooks just ended his day by yelling my name at the top of his lungs. It doesn't get fucking better than that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The greatest. Can I bore I know, again, I've told the listener this story way too many times, but I'm going to tell it to you, Ben. Very the quickly. listener? You guys have one now? Uh, I call the listener as a, as a whole. As it's a because he keeps telling the story. Uh, they just keep dropping they keep off brindling. until there's a one left. <laughs> But this will just show you how great of a guy Mel Brooks is. So Mel Brooks is on the Paramount lot and Lee Delano is there. And Lee has been in all of it was in all of uh, uh, of Mel's movies. He was on your well, show who, of shows. Who's Lee, uh, who's Lee Delano? Just so I know, he, can you name him in uh, producers or he's a or he's a character actor uh, who uh, doesn't have huge roles in these movies, but he's in them. Uh, his big thing was when your show of shows went on the road, Lee did the Carl Reiner roles because Carl went on to do Dick Van Dyke. Oh my so, God, that's so that, huge. So he that, was huge in the show. Yes. So Lee tells this story that he's on the Paramount lot and he's doing uh, an episode of Charlie's Angels and he's walking uh, from the commissary back to the stage and he runs into Mel and Mel's like, Lee, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, and he goes, well, I'm doing a thing of Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, what are you wasting your time with that crap for? And he goes, he goes well, you know, I'm a working actor. I'm just trying to get by. And he played, he was playing a heavy, you know, a, a thug and uh, a bad guy. And so Mel's like, oh, that's great. Uh, good for you. Good to run into you. Good to see you, pal. And, you know, where are you at? You're on stage 12? Because, hey, we're on to shoot Charlie John on stage 12. So they're shooting the show. They're in the middle of a scene, and the door opens up, and everybody hears, where's Lee Delano? Where's that son of a bitch Lee Delano? That guy owes me money. And everybody's upset. Everybody's mad. And then walking on the stage is Mel Brooks. Nobody goes, it's fucking Mel Brooks. <laughs> but what I love about it is here's a guy who's very, Mel Brooks is famous and he still just wants to be a comic. He just he wants, just to, wants be to do a, bits. Just wants to do bits. You see that documentary about him on HBO? Yes. Yeah. Uh, just watching him in the seventies or, you know, like going to his, just, just, he's just funny. He's just a funny dude. He's just that funny. Is on this earth to make everybody laugh. And he just seems like he loves everybody. He just seems like a good dude. Yeah, it's uh, he and Carl are just uh, Carl. I call him Carl. I met him once. He and Carl. Uh, I, 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 there's not a lot of time left for them because they're so they're in their 90s. And it's like, yeah. And Carl is slowed down, but still sharp. And Mel, Mel still acts like he's 37 years old. It's fascinating. Oh, it's amazing. To me. amazing. Uh, all right, here we go. Trivia question. Here's your trivia question. Yeah. In liter in, in literary terms, in literary terms. Hang on. What does biblio, biblio, Biblios Mia mean? Biblios Mia. B-I-B-L-I-O-S-M-I-A. Is that one again? word or two? It's Spell one, it one more time. It is one word. B-I-B-L-I-O-S-M-I-A. Jimmy, if I may, I believe that's what older Spanish women say when something shocks them. <laughs> Yeah, show's over. Show's over. He did it. Drop the mic. He did it. 
Uh, In literary terms, what does Biblios Mia mean? <laughs> oh, boy. Can we write down our answer? Yeah, write down your answer. I'm going to write mine down. Uh, I can say that I don't know the answer, and I will be guessing. I don't know if anybody else has the same experience. Yeah, I don't know this to be true. Um... I don't know. The thing I'm writing down, I know there's a real term for it, but I'm gonna. But I've written it down in the most uh, base terms possible for my guess. Right. I need I've this five dollars. All right, let me check in with the pop culture beast. Uh, he's been referred to, but not heard from very often today. Uh, probably in his head, thinking about another conspiracy theory. He's <laughs> out to get him. What is Ben doing to get uh, Garen? What what game is he playing? Uh, Garen Cockrell. Hi, Garen. Hello. All right, now listen, uh, in the next episode, we'll uh, certainly hear more about your weekend, uh, but I want to just check in, make sure you're doing okay. Yeah, doing good. We had uh, our neighbors came by last night at about two o'clock in the morning, so that'll be a Whoa. teaser. What? All right, a little teaser for the next episode that the Garen's neighbors came by at 2 a.m. Got to imagine for a little uh, activity while Garen's in the corner. So um, <laughs> nobody puts Garen in the corner. Nobody. Um, so, Garen, oh, re- go really ahead. quick. I, yes. let's, let me do this correction really fast before I get letters. Rob Reiner did not direct say anything. He directed the sure thing. Oh, that's, that's sorry. That's, I was almost certain. That's what I meant. Sorry. You. Sorry. Thank you. I, sorry, yeah. Matt. I know you're very smart. I didn't want to make you look like an absolute fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well, I would have accepted it. That, that I deserve mockery for that. Same mistake. actor. You don't have, don't feel bad. I you know, mockery. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Is that, is that the type of shit you do on that Middle Dish program of yours? Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, let me just, let me just take out. that off my cue real quick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I will say this, Matt. When you said say anything, my ear heard sure thing because I knew that was the way uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just, I just meant, yeah, that movie with... <laughs> <laughs> the word thing in it with john cusack yeah but uh, the wrong um movie. all right so let's check uh, garen so uh now that you've done your correction please give me your answer to in literary terms what does bibliosmia mean oh bibliosmia you know masters of english it's uh i have a master's in screenwriting elliot uh, let the man have his one fucking minute to talk just uh just a bachelor's in in uh, english um yeah bibliomia you know, it's a technical term for literature. A lot of literature people know it. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say it's a footnote in a bibliography is my guess. Oh, footnote a in a guess. bibliography. That's a good question. That's a good answer. Very smart. Uh, thought out. Garen, is your is your hat a take on the Hamilton logo? It is. It's a never not funny hat. And what's on top? Right? It's Jimmy on the star doing his pitch. At the uh, White Sox game. Great. Thank you. That is a silhouette of me in my final. Uh, I had just thrown the first pitch at the baseball game. Here, let me. I'll get the real one. Yeah, here's the real one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then. Matt's in the office. By the way, that's a great gonna... story. You will be hearing from Lynn manuel Miranda in the next hour. Um, <laughs> uh, I look forward to hearing from him. <laughs> that's how you get him on the show. You get people to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> there's the. Uh, oh, that's great. Can no I tell love. you something? There's, there's been uh, a couple things that are, uh, I preface this. I know how lucky I am and all that stuff. And I, none of this is real life upset, but there's one or two things that were pretty cool that were supposed to come up that I had to cancel. And one was I was supposed to throw out the first pitch of the Dodgers game, um, uh, whatever. And the other one I was supposed to direct a movie. No, I can't do that. Uh, but um, uh, the Dodgers one for me, I was, I've never been so nervous and it was like a month away. 
Were you insanely nervous? I was very nervous. I was very, very nervous. Uh, but yeah. can I, and again, I know the listeners sick of this too. Can I give you the best piece of advice that I was given? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I was up in the, I was meeting the broadcast team the day I was doing it and, and just chit-chatting and they introduced me to Ed Farmer, who sadly just passed away uh, within the last month. Uh, not, oh, from yeah. co- not from COVID, he had uh, uh, natural causes. But um, he, um uh, they said, hey, this is Jimmy Pardo. He's here with Conan. Uh, he's going to be throwing out the first pitch today. And he said, uh, don't think of it as the first pitch. Think of it as the first toss. He said, if you think you're just playing catch with your dad, you're not going to miss. Everybody tries to throw a strike and then they yeah. look like a fool. But if you yeah, just try to lift throw up their it, leg and really go for it, like they get in the real pitcher stand. Yeah. So he said, if you just try to throw it towards the catcher, you're going to. And, and sure enough, as I walked out to the mound, that put me at ease. And I ended up throwing a pitch that would be, if you were a left-handed batter, was just a little bit inside. You still uh, got the zone. I got the zone. I was very happy with it. Oh, I, and, I uh, can't wait. And so that was, because trust me, had I not run into Ed Farmer, I would have tried to throw a pitch and and probably would have looked like, uh, uh, you know, one of the people that throw it directly into the ground. Who's the rapper? Uh, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. <laughs> who, he did not have a good pitch. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's embarrassingly bad. Him, Baba Booey. Uh, there's that one newswoman. Uh, I would have been on a compilation had I not gotten this great advice <laughs> from it. Ed Farmer. Uh, Elliot, let's check in with the Ask Nadler himself over there at Video Village. Hello. Uh, Elliot, give me your trivia question answer, please. All right. So uh, I, I don't know the answer. Uh, just going by dissecting the word. For the, for some reason, miasma came into my head. So my, my call is word salad. Word salad. So a bunch of unrelated words. Mm. A bunch of unrelated oh, words. Oh, that means a bunch of unrelated words. Like that's that. my guess. I'm probably wrong, but that's my guess. Yeah. That's a great answer if we're playing Balderdash. <laughs> great answer. Yeah. Yep. Right? Uh, we check in with the honcho, Matt Belknap. He's up there in uh, uh, upper left. Is that how it's going to look, Elliot? Is he going to be upper left? Uh, Where's he going to be? For I'm de- actually, I'm dead center in my frame, but I don't know what that does for you. Yeah. You're right here for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Matt will be in the upper right for the viewer. <laughs> I see. So upper right. So Matt, give me uh, your answer for uh, well, I, I, uh, I interpreted those words uh, meaning in my library, literally, which would mean uh, it's you're you're saying this is a it's a like similar to what Garen was saying. It's a footnote to my own prior work. That's brilliant. Oh, that, though, oh uh, I like that. Yeah, it's great because biblioteca basically means library. Yeah. Library, yeah. yeah. What a great call. It's not going to be right, but it sounds cool, doesn't it? It It does sound like a way of not being a dick, because if you're you're referencing other people's work, that's just in in your biography. But then if you're referencing yourself, you're like, look, I know this is my book, but I I felt like I had to reference it. Yeah. Uh, Ben Schwartz is here. Ben's got the three specials over there on Netflix, uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. He's the Schwartz of the two. Uh, Ben, uh, our time is running out, so give me your uh, your trivia answer, sir. I wrote something God or Bible like a religious experience. All right, I, uh, but now after hearing smarter people talk, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I, I, I think everybody makes a guess. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's yeah, not going to make yeah. a difference. <laughs> All right, my guess is, and again, I know there's an actual word, but my brain won't give it to me. Uh, just the chapter list. Chapter list. Oh. What is well, that called? Table of contents. Table of contents. That's what. That's my answer. Table that of contents. Could be, it too. Oh, could yeah. be a fancy t- word for sure. table of contents. That's uh, that's what I'm getting at. Certainly from the Bible, because uh, I also thought, uh, is it uh, biblical in nature? Is it about the ark? I can't wait to find out. Who has the real answer? I do. Right here, sealed. Um, and I posted. 
Oh, my favorite part of the show when Jimmy puts on his glasses. You're welcome. Here we go. Balabans. It's not Balabans. Here's your no. answer. Interesting. Boy, oh boy. I'll tell you right now, nobody's right. Okay. Um, the smell of a good book. Oh. The smell of a good book. Oh, bo- like anosmia means you can't smell. So yeah. bibliosmia. Oh. Yeah. Smell of a good Interesting. book. Interesting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, I made the mistake of telling my son to make these a little bit harder because we had those two easy ones in a row. And now this is... Uh, yeah, last week and this week. Yeah, that's, yeah that's tough. Kicked us in the balls two weeks in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's find out what everybody bet. Bet, uh, Ben, Damn. what'd you bet? One dollar. One. 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 So he has 24 remaining, correct? Yeah, that's probably going to be the win. Yeah, I think so too. Garen? I bet uh, 16. Wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. 18. I wanted an even 40. 18. Not a boy, right? You're a, uh, you're not a boy. You're not a man. You're 18. Uh, Elliot. <laughs> 15. 15. Wow, you guys are so confident in yourselves. No, it's just it, I'm I'm playing the game versus, like I said, versus Matt as far as trying to trying to win this versus so what he's going to do. Matt is the smartest person here. He does get these right a lot. He does get these right a lot. Uh, do I think he's the smartest in the room? I do not, but I, uh, he does do a great job with the trivia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, do I think I'm the smartest? No, probably come in fourth, fifth. Um, even when it's just the four of us, you come in fifth. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm not even on the list. I'm I'm bubbling under it. They say on billboard magazine, uh, Matt, what did you bet? I bet seven. Uh, I I also bet seven. Wow. So, uh, so Ben, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Venmo you $5. This is what I want you to do if possible. Yes. I want you to take, so how much do I get? 25 or just five? Five. Oh, no mind. I was gonna say, give the five bucks to Matt's kid for his birthday. If it was twenty-five bucks, <laughs> give him five nice. bucks and say it's from all of us. All right, Matt. Uh, so uh, it to Matt's kid. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's so nice. Charlie gets five dollars here, it. courtesy yeah. of Ben Schwartz. That's what you can do when you're in show business like that, right? Five dollars. You blow your nose at oh, five dollar bills. Are you crazy? Oh, look at this. This is a cup from IKEA. I probably do need the money. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, not able to work right now. Uh, ben, thank you for joining us. A pleasure, as always. Third time? Fourth time? Third time. Yeah, but uh, you are always, you are welcome a lot more than you show up. Uh, I, I, I know that you've been very, very busy, uh, but uh, lucky to have had you here today and hope to have you back in soon in the actual studio. Before I leave, if you don't mind. Yes? Garen, give it to me, baby. <laughs> I gave it to you with Biblio Mia. I can't top Biblio's Mia. <laughs> That'll do it. Right. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, that's Garen Cockrell, the, the Ass Nobbler, Elliot Hooper, the Honcho Matt Belknap, our friend Ben Schwartz. I'm Jimmy Pardo. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. 